All right, welcome back to the I Am Nerd podcast. We are now on episode three, and this time we will be talking about Demon Slayer. I'm Frazier, and this is my co-host, Kenny. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Frazier. That's right. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm ready to talk about some Demon Slayer. This anime, uh, I believe it aired in 2019, and I, I so. yeah, I watched it like... I think it was already an episode like 11 or 12 when I finally started watching it. My best friend told me about it. Oh, and you started it before I did. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you watched it kind of later than I did. Um, but it is one of the best animated series I've ever seen. I mean, I think we can all agree like Demon Slayer just looks visually insane, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It's fucking UFO table. However you say it. Ufotable. Yeah, Ufotable. UFO is. table. I don't know how you say the studio. Whatever their name, name is. UFO table. Ufotable. They are amazing. They're animation. insane. They're they're they do the uh what is it? What's that other series that they do? Fate. Fate. I'm yes. Sure they do which, Fate. which also looks immaculate. Like yeah. Fate. Fate. And I've only watched Fate Apocrypha. Um, and that shit looked really sick. So they're known for a great animation. Demon Slayer yep. is no different. Yeah, I started Demon Slayer. Um, I don't know. Late. It was. I'm pretty sure during COVID. Uh, it was after all the season one was out. Okay. Cool. Um. I started just because I had some friends that kept telling me about it, kept telling me how good it was. And uh, I wanted, and it just looked kind of cool. So I wanted to start. Actually, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I did watch episode one when it aired. Oh, when wow. episode one aired, I did watch it. I just remembered that. However, I never got around to going back to it until like, until it was already all out. And then I just watched it all at once. Yeah, it got really hype. Uh, I remember started trending on Twitter around episode 19, the infamous episode that we will definitely talk about. But it like the song started trending on Twitter. Like everyone was talking about episode 19. It became like a whole thing across. I mean, it was mainstream. Like Demon Slayer became very, very mainstream. And I've got I've got a point to make on that a little later. Okay. All right, yeah, we will talk about that. Well, let's start with. Uh, so let's start with what Demon Slayer is about. So for. <clears throat> I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, we are definitely going to talk about everything we know as far as the anime. We will not be talking about the manga at all. Um, so nope. if if you are uh, an anime only person, you don't have to worry about spoilers as long as you've seen the anime and seen Mugen Train, you are good. Um, we will not be going past that. So season one, it kind of starts off with the main character Tanjiro, who has like a family, is a mom, uh, a bunch of little brothers and sisters, and he leaves out one day. You know, typical anime style goes down to a village where everyone's super nice. Like the the main RPG start out, like all the NPCs are like, oh, want to see my wares? Like that whole thing. Like he he goes down, spends the night in the village and then comes back up to where his, his home is and his entire family has been slaughtered. Like straight up from the gate episode one, his entire family has pretty much been brutally murdered. It's very gory, uh, very dark. And his only surviving relative is one of his sisters, uh, but she's now a demon. So that is like the immediate um, take off take off of the story is he's trying to uh, at least get his sister, who's a demon, to to turn back into a human. And one of the stronger characters in the series, uh, Tamioka Giyu, he appears and tries to kill her because as a demon slayer, that is like his job to do is to eradicate every demon that he comes across. Typically demons kill humans, but for whatever reason, Tanjiro's sister Nezuko is not trying to kill him. She's actually trying to protect him. And uh, it makes Giyu question like, you know, that's not demon behavior. Demons normally would just devour humans. Like what is going on here? 
So he he gives him a, a reprieve basically and uh, backs off, doesn't try to to kill her anymore, and tells tells the main character Tanjiro about where he can go to maybe get answers on the possibility of like turning his sister back into a human and get training and all that type of thing. Um, and that's kind of like the start of the series. Yeah, that's the episode one. Yeah. <clears throat> so like season one is literally just, you know, the main character going around. Uh, he goes up to this mountain and meets this teacher guy, you know, your typical anime guru who's like super old, the old guy who knows like so much. He trains him in the water breathing style. And um, it, it like it is really cool how this anime starts because it has a time skip like in the very beginning. Yeah, 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 it does. Like yep. Tanjiro goes up to the mountain, meets his like his new sensei, and it takes him like over two years to go through training, which is kind of cool because then we don't have to worry about him getting strong like out of nowhere. Like it, you know, it is yeah. fast, but it's not like, oh, only, you know, only a week has passed and he's already fucking mastering. I actually, I actually thought that was really cool. The fact that it was like episode one or two, it was super early. Yeah, like, there was a time yeah. skip. Like he went, there was a whole training like montage, and then it showed him getting better. And it also like t- like his hair got longer. Like time yeah, passed. Like, it's legit cool. time passed. Yep. And, uh, and right in the very beginning, and it showed like yeah, this motherfucker was training. Like it's not just like you said. Like oh, believe it, I'm strong now. Like, yeah, like he didn't <laughs> just have that one week later. Like he's using Chidori perfectly or so you know what i mean like it's not it's not that like he he definitely uh had a time skip in the beginning which i thought was well placed because most most shonen anime will have a time skip way later uh, like way later and so seeing a time skip so early made sense uh aged character a little bit and as for his little sister who is a demon uh they use this time to explain to us that like she doesn't eat humans but she does sleep in order to like regain her strength and regain her like energy or whatever um, yeah, so she sleeping. sleeps for like an ab- abnormally long time. Yes, she literally sleeps during this, like while he's training for years. Like I'm pretty sure Nezuko is actually asleep. Uh, so you know that's like how to explain her away. She doesn't really speak or anything like that. But he ends up training, learning the water breathing. The, you know, his sensei tells him that until you can cut this boulder, uh, you can't you know really go any further. And then obviously he learns to cut the boulder. He gets to enter into this like little exam where there's a bunch of other kids who are training to be uh demon slayers as well and there's like a really yeah there's like a really powerful demon that's like roaming these this like exam that is lit like literally killing kids right like isn't this like this yeah he he kills specifically every kid sent by i think his name's like ukatoka or something yeah i forget his name the name of the master but um or uro kodat Uro Kodaki, I think. Yeah, Uro Kodaki. Uh, so anyway, that guy is the one that caught that demon, the big ass demon. Yeah. Pretty sure he caught him. And then like that teacher has sent multiple kids up to the final selection over like all these years, and they all wear like the mask. And that demon's killed every single one of them. Right. So this is a big deal that Tanjiro is now in this exam because this demon it, and demon is the way to, the, de- the way the demons work in Demon Slayer is that they get stronger as they like eat humans. So this demon who has consumed like God knows how many children at this point is really powerful. Um, and Tanjiro like actually fights it. And it's, it's really it's actually scary from the start because, you know, that the stakes are super high. Um, but he does end up like killing the demon and passing the final selection, which is really like, you know, 
that's what you you, you expect that from a shonen, right? He, like he's not going to die that early. Like nothing bad's really going to happen to him. So he passes that, and then like it just kind of continues where he gets the ability to go on missions from that point. Like he starts to be able to like this little crow comes out of nowhere and it's like you have to go here and investigate this like this town has some weird disappearances and so he kind of just goes around village to village killing demons and when that ends is when they get like the rock that they make their swords out of right yeah so that's another part so they uh they give them the a black blade which we don't really know much about still um where yeah there's like a special there's like a special rock that they get all of them get it they get it well all the people that pass the test get it and then that rock is used to make their blade and then the blade the way it's described is like the blade takes on like the essence of the owner or the wielder or whatever right. and uh like they're excited to see what color it is uh characters that we'll, we'll see later on but you'll see they might have a red blade or they say a green blade or a yellow blade or whatever um and we see some other characters with slightly different blades but tanjiro's is black and the swordsmith that gives it to him got kind of de- not depressed but off put when he saw that it turned black because he was like there's never been like nothing's ever there's no famous black swordsman like right none of the like i thought it would be red or blue but your blade being black like nothing ever nothing exciting which we know now means that he's going to do some od shit yeah, because if like- nobody has ever had anything special with a black blade the main characters want to do some shit with it. Yeah, I'm actually so curious about that part of the of the series. Like the color of the blade matters, but I don't know like what it means yet. And so that that keeps me really interested in that whole thing. Like I really want to know what is going to happen with this black sword because, again, like they make such a big deal about it that his sword turned black. Like ooh, and I thought yeah. that by now, like 26 episodes of the anime and then Mugen Train, um, still we don't know anything about like what it really means. Not at all. But he just kind of goes around like killing demons. And then at some point they run into the main like villain. Like he is the guy who actually <laughs> has turned like he's the only person apparently who can turn people into demons. So his blood um, literally turns humans into demons. And depending on how much blood he gives you and if you can actually survive it depends on like it, it changes how strong you are. So the main character, Tanjiro, runs into this guy super early who looks like Michael Jackson, like everybody. He looks like fucking Michael Jackson. Yeah, he looks exactly like Michael Jackson, has like the hat and everything. Like he, he like runs into him super early. And for, for whatever reason, uh, the main villain doesn't decide to like kill Tanjiro, but he does want him dead, you find out. And so that's like a that's like a weird thing that's going on too. Is like he's like telling all the other demons, kill the boy with the honey food earrings. But he doesn't do it himself. And we know that he's way stronger than pretty much everyone else because, as you find out later, like he kills a bunch of humans in an alleyway, like really brutal. He kicks one of them into the air and the guy like flies, has to be like several feet um, into the air. He flies above like every building in the in the town that they're in. And he like falls down and dies to his and then like he just hits another guy, like immediately kills him and then gives another human uh, too much of his blood and it like makes them explode. So he's outrageously powerful as you might expect he's very sinister very evil and you can feel the stakes are super high uh, but for whatever reason and we still don't know like he doesn't do anything to the main character but he wants him dead so it ha- might be something with the earrings i've been speculating like i i guess that maybe that's why like maybe those earrings are protecting him because his dad passed the earrings down to him yeah the earrings i um 
I never even really considered if the earrings had any like protect. I mean, they might have like a protective spell on them. Right. I think that uh, I think that maybe his dad wore them, and yeah, his dad passed them down, and maybe his dad was some on some. As we'll see later in episode when we talk about episode nineteen, his dad is on some shit. Obviously, yeah. Like, there's, there's something going on with his pop. Yeah, Tanjiro's dad is used to be a uh, a Hashira that did like sun breathing, and so I, like so, like <laughs> so there's like fire breathing and there's like water breathing. But like when you hear something called sun breathing or like you know, it it, it just sounds extremely broken. And when you see episode nineteen, <laughs> it's like oh okay, like this is some absolute nonsense. Like here's your main character syndrome where he's in a really bad spot. And he just gets like OP as fuck for no reason. So his dad, I guess, like is one of the masters of the sun breathing technique. And I don't know what it is about those earrings, but his dad in a flashback said, make sure that these get passed down no matter what. Yeah. So there's an yeah, emphasis yeah, yeah. placed on these earrings. Like these earrings That's mean true. something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always think about like, why didn't Muzan, the main villain, why didn't he just eliminate Tanjiro on the spot? Like he saw him, like he could have just scratched him like he did. the Like he scratched a human. And turned this human into a demon um, yeah. to like create a diversion so he could like get away because he was strangely with a family. Like he had like a kid, yeah, and would look like a wife. I can't, I can't remember exactly where this is placed, but something that gets talked about later in the anime, and it might get mentioned in the movie too. But um, Muzan is like very specifically hiding. Like, yeah, I think I, I, I don't remember if anybody uses the term coward, but like people refer to him like the demon slayers or whoever, like people refer to him as just like always hiding and stuff like that. And so he's very clearly, I guess, just hiding from stuff uh, or hiding from something specifically, maybe that uh, the one dude that's blind. I don't really know the, like the top of the Hashiro, like the yeah, leader. We don't know his relationship to him either. And we also um, found out that like, they haven't even seen the guy. Yeah. They, I don't think they've ever even seen each other. Right. That, that gets talked about in the movie. Yeah. Like they, they actually, yeah, I think they talk about it at the end of the anime too. Like they've never actually when when Tanjiro mentions that he ran into Muzan, uh, all the Hashiras, everyone there is like really surprised. They're like, "You ran into him!" Like they're they're blown away by that. Like, yeah, none of them have ever actually seen him. Which that like the whole thing again. He can also change like his his appearance completely and his aura and everything about himself so that he can completely look like another person. Yeah, he's he's interesting because we know he's super strong. We know that he creates demons. We know that all the demons we've seen so far have been created by him. And then, like, they talk about the lower and upper moons, which are essentially like his Akatsuki. And yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> and they're they're super broken. Like, we've seen them like we've seen a little bit from them. Um, so we know he's super powerful. They talk about later on in the series, toward the very end of the series and in the movie, they talk about how the upper moons have never changed. There's for hundreds of years. So I think there's eight total. There's four upper and four lower, if I remember I correctly. Six and six. Okay, six and six. Yeah. So the top six for hundreds of years have never ever changed. They've Which been the absurd. exact same. That's a like that. Yeah. Like we just let's talk about that for a second. So <laughs> if you tell me that demons go around, they kill humans, and they get stronger by killing humans, right? And you have these Hashiras or whatever who are like these super powerful versions of demon slayers, but then you have these upper moons who are like the espada of the demons they're extremely powerful they've and they've lived for hundreds of years like that scares me like that scares the shit out of me they're broken they're they have they have to be ridiculous like we you know you don't see upper moon until moving train but like 
You just have like you just have to imagine, and then the one you see is absolutely outrageous too, right? He's outrageous. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about moving train a little bit later, but like it's just really scary to think that the top six demons have not changed their ranks in hundreds of years because no one has been stronger than them. I guess no Hashiras have been able to kill them. And I'm pretty sure that they've killed Hashiras. Like they're that strong. And and I know we're saying Hashiras without actually um mentioning it, but like Hashiras are like the they're like the the Sanin or whatever of the Demon Slayers. They're the legendary Sanin. They're the the captains in the in Bleach. They're the yeah. Shichibukai in One Piece. Like they're the super strong versions of a Demon Slayer. If you're a Hashira, you're like, you're like you're you're insane. Yeah. So the the upper moons have killed Hashiras in the past. Yep. They've never been defeated. They've never lost in hundreds of years. And Muzan created them. He and he can also he can also give blood to them to make them even stronger. Like in addition to them killing and eating humans to get stronger, right. he can just also give you more blood and make you stronger if your body can handle it and you don't die. Uh, but the lower moons, although are stronger than most other demons, they have been defeated by Hashira. He mentions like, like the lower moons are weak. Like you guys lose the Hashira. Like yeah. these guys have never changed. He was really mad about it too. Like he he killed them all in the, like one of the last episodes of the anime because. He was just so disappointed. I mean, it, it really made me think of Aizen. If you remember what Aizen did to the Espada, uh, yeah. the captain started beating the Espada and Aizen was embarrassed by it. And so he just started killing them himself. He just <laughs> he just literally said, I wasted so much time collecting all of you and for you to embarrass me like this. And he just started killing them. And so Muzan summons every single lower moon because Rui had died or whatever. One of the lower moons had died and he just killed the rest of them and left one alive and was like, you know, you 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 go and try to make up for the fucking uh disgrace that you guys have brought to me like you guys have yep. literally embarrassed me so bad that i i'm just disappointed like he's just utterly disappointed in them so yeah it's uh it's pretty cool it's it's interesting because oh, we we went off into that because we we're talking about how he's so strong why not just kill tanjiro right there right why does he hide so much why isn't he just out like what's interesting is he's not like controlling the world he's not i'm ruling the world or anything he's in hiding and we know how powerful like something i'm excited about is we're eventually going to see the flashback or whatever of how things came to be what they are now right why he is what he is and because it's interesting with how strong he is why is he in hiding why isn't he ruling the world like he's been in power or he's been this strong and had the upper moons that have never lost the hashiras for hundreds of years right yeah. like why, what exactly is keeping him from ruling the world? Yeah, I think about that too. Like the times they're in, very few people can challenge even the moons. Like even the lower moons are a bit much. So like the fact that there's like the stronger versions of them and then there's him and he can turn people with just swiping his claws past their neck. Like the way he turned that guy in the village was yeah. like, it was so quick. Um, he can just do shit like he could. I mean, theoretically, he could just start turning an entire village into demons immediately. But like, why? why doesn't he do that? Yep. Like what what we don't know what his real goal is besides his one command so far has been like kill the boy with the honey food earrings. Like that has been yep. his like decree, but everything else about him is such a mystery. And it makes it makes him very interesting. He's also really fucking mean. And I really like him. I just want to talk about him as like a villain. Like he is really ruthless. Um he's obviously killed many humans already on screen. He's killed his own lower moons and he also just talks down to people like the way he when he summoned the lower moons and he was talking to them he was like prostrate yourselves like <laughs> who, who are you to ever ask me for anything like are you saying that i'm wrong 
Like the way he just talked to them was just so vicious. It was like they couldn't get a word in there. Like if they even tried to speak, he would just kill them. Like you can't. That was it. That and, was it. And then one of them was like, you know, I won't say anything. I'll just think it. And then he listened. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was he, like, I can read your thoughts, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah, like he responded to that guy's thoughts. Like he literally like interjected. The guy was thinking to himself, like, okay, I won't say anything bad. Like, I'm just hoping that if I just mind my fucking business and like don't look at him, don't do anything, like maybe he'll just spare me. And then he was like, Do you really think that like I can't fucking hear you? Basically, like he just he's really, Yo. really his like we, his powers or whatever are just like they're they're ridiculous. Like I just yeah, oh that's that's a on the note of his powers and him hearing their thoughts or whatever. So it's like, they talk about how every demon. So one of the rules, this goes into him being scared, so to say of people finding him. One of the rules of being a demon is that you shall never say his name. You did. They, they make right. it clear. He, you cannot like, if you're a demon, you will never, ever, ever say like the leader's name. Right. Muzan's name. You try to say it, you die. And you immediately die if you say it. And he, he, at I think something like at any point in time, he knows where every demon is. Any demon that has his blood or something, Which I think he knows where they, they are. He can sense do, them. Yeah. yeah, that's so, actually crazy. Like, you can't even speak his name. If you speak his name, you just, he kills you. He's on some like, Voldemort shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you don't even speak that fucking name. Like, it's that bad. But he's really powerful. And so in his world, in context, like he's he's insane. Like he, he's not the strongest anime villain I've seen, but he's definitely in his world, like in the Demon Slayer world, the, the main villain is very terrifying and very overpowered, it seems. But he's hiding for a reason that we do not understand. So that's kind of one of those things that I'm something, still interested. Something else that's interesting is, so Nezuko is a demon, right? And as we said, all the demons that we know of have all been turned into demons by Muzan, like, directly right i don't oh no well, no no, no. So, that's no that's so right yeah never kind of kind of and yes yes and no so yeah yeah most, i just remembered most demons have been turned into demons by muzan but then yep. some of them are turned by the moons the yeah i just remember a lot of moons they're allowed to turn people um into demons they're allowed to share the blood and yeah you know create a so what i was going to say is i'm interested who turned nezuko tanjiro's younger sister the second main right. character of the show basically who we, turned her and why like why is she different is it really just like her willpower is it her bloodline something from her father what is it yeah, what that's is it a that good makes point her too, because nezuko is is the only demon and that that they've ever seen right the, the demon slayer core has never seen a demon that protects humans and doesn't want to eat humans like yeah like yeah she salivates at the thought of humans and things like that like human <laughs> blood but she still can control herself and that's not been a thing that they've ever seen apparently because they were so blown away by the fact that even when a human's blood is dripping right in front of her she still did not eat yeah it. like she still didn't go for them or try to attack them and you could um, see it was self-control because like like you she was like she looked like she wanted to eat it and she was yeah. forcing herself not to yeah she was blatantly salivating and she still decided like i'm not going to harm humans because that's just like like Tanjiro said, like we don't. That's not what you do. Like you don't do that. And she she listens. And I I just think that that is that's another interesting point. Like a lot of people speculate in the beginning that oh yeah, of course Muzan turned her. He killed the whole family. We don't know if Muzan actually even came past that village and killed Tanjiro's family. We don't know which demon yeah we don't. like massacred his family. We don't know why specifically. Did they? Because it, it almost seems like a targeted attack when you think about it. Like the whole yeah. the whole Hanipuda earrings. Tanjiro just so happened to not be there that night, but maybe he was a target too, and they didn't know where he was at. Um, but for whatever reason, like they kill his family, and Nezuko gets turned, 
Uh, and I feel like in order to turn a demon, like it has to be intentional. Like, I, like you can, you can kill. The I, demon I think can, so. At yeah. the moment, I I agree. At the moment, I think turning into a demon is, is intentional. Yeah, it seems like it's a very like I'm doing this on purpose type of thing. Because when we see the lower moon, um, Rui turning people into demons, like sharing the blood and everything like that, it, it's a very intentional like like ritual. Like it's it's a thing that I want to make you a demon. And yeah. uh, they take on his appearance and everything like that. So it's really interesting that Nezuko is a demon that doesn't kill people. Um, she doesn't speak, and demons can speak. For whatever reason, she doesn't speak yet. So there's that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I, I just I think that she she's an interesting character, even though she doesn't really speak. Like we, she's a demon that doesn't do a lot of the things that demons do. So. Yeah, and she's and she has some funny little powers like. I don't know. They make her really cute. Like she gets really small <laughs> and she gets really big. Like, and yeah, she, I like that about her. The chibi. Uh, she's, yeah, <laughs> she's a, she's a cute character, and I, I actually I do like her a lot. Um, me too. I go ahead. Were, you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say like her and Tanjiro. Like I, I like both of them. I like their dynamic. I, I really something that um I don't know kind of warmed my heart a bit. Something I just enjoyed about the show was the brother sister dynamic and these two going out together. Um, yeah. Kind of I, I did you. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it kind of like this anime kind of reminds you of Full Metal Alchemist in a way because like you yeah. have you have this sibling like coupling right that is going out trying like one is trying to heal the other like I'll you know turn into a full suit of armor and everything and and Full Metal Alchemist he's trying like they're trying to literally heal him from that turn him yeah. back into a human whereas in Demon Slayer you have a brother and sister going out. And one of them is a demon and they're trying to like turn her back into a human. And that's like the whole yeah, point. It's um, a super interesting point. Cause yeah, Ed and L, you know, episode one of FMA stuff happens. Ed's body, he loses his arm and his leg. And then L loses his entire body. Yeah, his entire body. So, and then he gets put the into a conflict. suit of armor. His soul is in a suit of armor. And the whole F former alchemist is we're going to get our bodies back. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Demon Slayer is similar. It's these siblings that are going on this adventure to, like, heal like heal themselves. Yeah, like, I want to heal Nezuko. I want to turn her back into a human. That's, like, Tanjiro's main motivation for everything that he does. He became a Demon Slayer for that reason. It's also, like, let's examine the main character for, for a bit. Like, this is a shonen anime. This is, um, you know, the protagonist. He has a lot of, like, the typical anime tropes in, in him. Like, you know, Tanjiro isn't out to just kill all the demons, mercilessly no no not at all and when you see the first hashira in episode one he kind of just immediately sees a demon as like i have to kill it you know he doesn't know anything about nezuko but he just on sight it's on, on sight for him sight. he just like there's a demon my job is if i see a demon i kill a demon there's no question tanjiro on the other hand actually refuses in the earlier episodes to kill a demon he actually waits till the sun comes out and a demon like dies because the sun came out but he refuses in the beginning to like he refuses in the beginning to actually kill um, a demon, and he also has a hard time. Like some of the other demons, like there was a, there was a scene later on where they're in the forest, and he decides to like mercifully kill a demon. Like he's about to cut her head off. And oh, dude, that scene was so beautiful. It's so good, and, and like in the last moment, it's he like switches peaceful his rain or something. Like yeah. Like some crazy like name, oh, yeah. Man. He like he like in a way like mercifully kills her, and she even says like it feels so warm and so like light, like it isn't yeah. what I expected because she she like accepted that she was going to die, and he saw that 
Like she was welcoming. She didn't want to be a demon anymore. Pretty much. She was welcoming the whole thing. And the second he saw that he changed his stance and yep. he like gave her like a, a death <clears throat> that wasn't so violent. Um, he had mercy. He's, he's a kind hearted the, main character, even though he in like, the realm of still like kill. Yeah. In the realm of, you know, I guess shonen protagonist, right. If you have like, if you have Goku all the way on one end, who is like, in terms of normal intelligence, like, an absolute idiot, but a but a genius combat yeah, artist. Yeah. And then you have all the way on the other end. Maybe you have like Deku, who's like very very smart, very yep. intelligent. Um, still obviously strong because of the quirk that he got. But he's more he's more brains than yeah. Like he's not technique. yeah because he's not the he's not the best battle strategist just because he fucking hurts himself to and attack all people the in the beginning, which is not all smart. the time. Like, it's just yeah. literally not smart. Like there's just yeah, not a smart he's, thing to do. But he's like book smart. He's like yes, really exactly. studied. Yes. Um, so like, I feel like Tandro's somewhere in the in middle. The middle of that. I agree yeah. with that. Like yeah. Tandro's not as like instinctual and like and like empty headed as like Goku or like maybe even Luffy. But he's not. He's not. I don't think as like thoughtful as Deku. Yeah, I agree. Tandro is like he's definitely in the middle of uh, a pretty smart character. Like he definitely analyzes situations. Uh, when he's fighting demons, like he picks up on what their little quirks are and things like that. And he also kind of just like adapts. He he adapts very, very well to the situation. A good example of that is when he was fighting the the demons that had the uh the arrow and that one like oh the know, dodgeballs and yeah, the arrow. Yeah, when he was fighting against them, was hot. there was a point where he got uh controlled by the arrow and it the girl was trying to like crash. They were trying to crash him into the ground to kill him. He had to keep repeatedly using different techniques to like not die to like brace the impact, um, which is really intelligent. Like it's extremely intelligent what he did to like survive that entire endeavor, because if any of those slams like really connected, he probably would have died. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. That was pretty tough. But yeah, he has like a heart, like for the, even for the demons, like he's not, he doesn't look at all demons as like something that needs to be eradicated. He takes them on a case by case basis. Like some of them, he's like, yes, you absolutely need to fucking die. Like this demon yeah. is like a murderous. You can't bargain. Like you can't bargain with this one. You can't speak to this one. You have yep. to go. And he will, he'll just kill them. He'll just like kill he, it, it won't like, if it's at that point, it won't really be an internal struggle. Like yeah. if he sees the opening thread, yep. he's going to try to take He literally off. will just decapitate you. No problem. But then some of the demons is like, uh for whatever reason i actually feel for this one and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go as hard so that's like a weakness in him too like that can be exploited later on and it might that might be a thing but for right now it hasn't caused him too much harm uh, yeah and he does have a sister who when he's in like trouble sometimes nezuko comes out she's broken because she's a demon she's fucking strong too and she also awakens her blood demon magic which is like her blood explodes so she's pretty yeah, powerful already <laughs> So let's talk about the infamous episode, like episode 19, right? So we have uh, Tanjiro running into his first lower moon. Um, yep. And it's the spider, like this short little spider dude who has like threads, like spider threads are like, that's his like main ability. He can like decapitate things. He can like, he cut. Yeah, he's pretty fucked up. He And he's really like, just like Muzan, he's very mean, very mean spirited. Uh, he kills you for nothing. Like he kills you really brutally. Just has like a really dark personality, uh, doesn't joke, doesn't kid, just everything he says is like dark. And there's there's a flashback of him running into this girl was running away, and she's running away from a bunch of uh, a bunch of demon slayers, and he comes out of nowhere to save her and just immediately cuts the entire group of students 
into pieces with his strengths. Like he just dices them up. He just dices them up immediately. Like it's just, it's very, very dark. Uh, Very good. And then they also show that he can use the threads to connect to their body and control them. Yeah. And force them to like fight each other and shit. So yeah, he's very he's forcing like friends to kill each other. He's, he's messed up. And the other thing about, yeah, he can force you to like kill your own people. He's very messed up. And then he also, he found out about a betrayal. So one of the demons that he turned, like wanted to run away and get away and everything like that. And she tried it. She actually made an attempt and she got hung out in the sun after a night of getting beat up by him and like the whole group, like stomping her out punching on her and beating on her. She got hung out, like crucified, like literally put on a cross and the, the sun came out and like, then she got killed because the sun died, automatically yep. kills them. But he's very brutal. And like, he, he rules by fear, but this is one of the lower moons. So he's not the strongest of demons, but he's also one of the more powerful. Like he's not a regular demon. He's just, he's yeah. one who wants us allowed to share the blood. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's insane. But, and then, I, I guess the main point of this is, I don't know, there's a whole arc, right? We won't talk about every detail of the whole arc, but the 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 juice, the juice of it is things happen. Tanjiro and him are fighting. He he has like this weird like quirk where he wants to have a family. He wants yes, to expand that's his like family. That's like his thing. He wants to have a full-on family, a mom, dad, brother, sister. Yep. So he sees the relationship with Tanjiro and Nezuko. Like he wants, he like he covets Nezuko. He was like, I want her to be my sister. Like I want her to love me like that. <laughs> he sees that she's a demon and he's a human. He gets intrigued by the fact that she loves him still. And he's like, I want her. Like I want that that love like i want her to be my sister like right? literally and, tells tandra like i'm taking your sister like that is yeah like your sister fucking belongs to me now like i'm taking her and there's nothing you can do about it and it's really so, weird like like that whole concept like i'm just going to take your sister and like she's going to be my sister now because i want i want the relationship that you have with her is yeah uh, it's very strange very like demented uh but that's what he wants and he at some point like literally steals nezuko from tandra tandra obviously is not having that shit not at all. And that's when they rumble. And that's, they fucking fight. Tanjiro makes very little headway in the fight. Yeah, he gets um, beat up bad. Like, there is no competition. Rui is just showing him, like, you don't stand a chance. He even lets him. Not like, at all. <laughs> at one point, he even lets him, like, slice his neck. And he's like, you couldn't cut me if you wanted to. Like, he literally lets the blade go against his neck. Like, you I can't. I think the blade breaks on his neck, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it does. Like, it, there's, yeah, it does, actually. Um, Tanjiro sort of breaks on Rui's neck. He's like, you can't even cut me if you wanted to. Like, it's not, you're not even close. Um, and he, be, he just beats the shot. Him. Like he beats him up and down a forest. And then he starts like fucking Nezuko up for no reason. Like he just starts, you know, slicing, he slices her arm up. He strings her up with a bunch of his spider webs and like starts literally the webs are like cutting into her body and she's bleeding all over the place. And she's like suspended yeah. up in the air. It's a very, like a, it's a very, it's a very uh, hentai looking scene when you when you look at it. like she's she's like gagged like the character's already gagged right like let's let's be clear Nezuko is like literally gagged um, she is she is and she's like in the air upside down like all tied up tied up being squeezed by like these ropes and strings like these like you know tentacle looking thing. And she's like bleeding all over the place. It's just like a very gory. It's a little like, fetishy. It's a little it, fetishy. It, it, it gives I'll admit, me very, I'll yeah, admit it, it's a little fetishy. It gives <laughs> me very fetish. Like it's a very artsy looking scene when you see her in the air bleeding and everything. Like with the moon. It looks the dope though. It does. It looks really Because cool. the, the art is beautiful. And like the way it's all animated is really nice looking. So <laughs> when I was watching it, you know, I wasn't, 
thinking about it, but I mean, you know, it's a little yeah. Like I could tell the <laughs> it's very fetishy with her being gagged and like tied up and everything. So she she's like bleeding all over the place, and Tandro sees this and he's like, "Well, I got to save my sister." And so his like mom like pretty much comes to him in like a you know like a flashback vision type thing. He like sees his life flash before him, like literally. There's like a clip of like his entire life that starts to like flash before his eyes and he activates the sun breathing that his dad used to do. He like sees his dad in a flashback, like dancing, like he used to watch his dad do it as a, as a child. And uh, it's just one of the most beautiful scenes in all of anime. And, and the and music, opinion. the song that's played, the song is beautiful. There's yep. like a, the song playing and you see his dad like dancing and, and then like over the song, you hear him like ask his mom, like, Oh, why does dad do that? And they're like talking and, and then his dad says something or like they say, cause it's like snowing outside. Yeah, and he's like barely clothed. And then he says like, yeah. And he's like, as long as you know this dance, like you'll always be warm or something like something says, like that. It's yeah, like a really said, beautiful you know, scene. Yeah. He says that you can, you can, uh, I think he said you can, you can fight forever or something like that. Like you can, you can pretty much breathe. As long as you know, this form of breathing, you can pretty much fight forever. Like you can just go yeah. on and on. And, and at on. the time, you know, Tantra was a kid, so he doesn't know like the breathing techniques yet. Right. He has no idea about any of that shit. And so, it's just this beautiful scene because his dad also looks like sick. Like his dad doesn't look like a, a fighter. You yes. know what I mean? His dad, his dad looks like a not, sick old his man. His dad definitely does not look like a broken anime character by any means. He definitely looks sickly and thin. He's very like yeah. Like he's not muscled out. No. So yeah, and he's doing the dance and and, t- and the, the music's playing and it's just like this really beautiful scene and it it cuts and then it goes back to the present and fucking Tanjiro he starts doing the dance and then like the breathing technique starts and the music fucking picks up and it's, the animation is just on another it's the it truly is one of the most beautiful episodes of anime you know Kami Kagura like when he says that shit and his sword goes from water to fire like this fucking Yo. fire dragon and he starts cutting through like Rui's spider webs that are like as hard as steel and shit he's just like slicing through them and like spinning through them and like Rui's like oh like I, I that that like Rui even now is like that looks dangerous like that, yeah he's like I can't I can't just stick my neck out for that one yeah like he <laughs> he sees this technique and he he can tell like that is some hot shit no pun intended like <laughs> I, need to, I need to not let that get close so he starts to like wrap tandro up in a bunch of like these blood covered strings that, that like makes them even stronger and tandro's like i have to i have to get through i like i can't afford to like die here i can't let him take nezuko so he just like perseveres and fucking cuts through everything and nezuko activates her, her fucking blood power demon heart. because tandro eventually like slices at um rui's neck and it doesn't cut through at first, but then Nezuko it's like act- starting to, but it can't quite make. Yeah, it like can't cut his neck, and so there's blood on Tanjiro's broken sword um, from Nezuko, and she activates her blood demon art for the first time ever, which was hype as hell, and it's like exploding blood, like her blood, I guess, like has some kind of explosive power to it. So that gives him the extra strength he needs to like cut through this lower moon's neck and cut his head off. But then you come come to find out, like it was all a sham because. The fucking demon like decapitated himself before it could happen, and yeah, there was some other bullshit that happened in the following episodes. <laughs> but that episode, but that episode was <laughs> fucking clean. Like yeah, it was that so is, clean. That is one of the best episodes of anime I've ever seen. I watched. I actually teared up uh, after I did too. the episode I did too. ends. Legitimately, after, yeah. Like, like when like he I, cut cut the uh, when he cut the head off, and and I think he said like, "I'm never going to let you take my sister." Like he said something along the lines of that. Like no one is going to come between me and Nezuko. I and then the music starts playing and they start showing Tanjiro's family like when they were alive, like his yep. mom holding him up, 
and like they were all children that shit made me so sad like i yeah. just started tearing and it was so and hype it, but it was so sad i think it goes into the credits as well and the credits yeah. shows his dad and shows him and his dad i legitimately am not gonna lie like especially the stuff with like the dad and the dad dancing yeah and like it the, was and then like passing it down to his son and like the son fighting for his sister and just all that stuff and the whole family legitimately had tears like i wasn't sobbing i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I legitimately had tears like <laughs> like my my face had like like yeah dry i genuinely, tears I genuinely started like tears welled up in my eyes 100 yeah, i remember for sure when i watched that scene the second the credits came on, you just seen like his family. And I said, yo, he really lost everything. Like something yeah. about that concept, like the thought of losing your whole family like that, basically just made me really sad for him. I was like, yo, he's really fighting for like the fighting only family. Fucking life. Fighting fucking life out here. <laughs> like he's really fighting for his life. Like he's fighting for his sister. His The only family he has left. Like that shit was just so sad to me. And I just, I don't know. I I, I love Demon Slayer. Like, I know a lot of people get you know shit because you know the story's not like. The shows that, I have a theory that as you get older, you become more of a bitch. Okay. Um, because if I watched Demon Slayer when I was 15, at there's 0% chance I would have teared up. I would have just been pumped and hyped off like the scene of him That's fucking true. fucking shit up. Like 0% chance yeah, I would have teared 15, up. I would have been like, okay, anyway, like that was hype. I would have been hyping yeah. shit about the fire and the sword Ex and all that. But but yeah, and I want to tear it up for sure. Like, but now that, that like, as as I'm getting older, it's like I see shit like that, and I'm like, you've experienced enough fuck? life to where you yeah. care about things like, like you know, you feel the emotion, you make an emotional connection. So yeah, yeah I that's, felt that. That's uh, it's something that's interesting because I think that um, it's something that I think people should do. It's something that I like doing. Anything that I enjoyed watching younger, I like rewatching just to see what my reactions are like how, how I don't know just what my reactions are, what I think about certain things yeah, and how, and think about how I reacted to it when I was younger. Um, yeah. I think about like, for example, Goku turning super Saiyan for the first time. I remember that shit. Like it's still, it still is hype now, but when I first saw it, there was nothing in the world comparable to that to me. Like that yeah. scene of like Krillin dying. Like I didn't cry, but I, I was, I was like, that's like, like I was shocked. I was like shocked. Like that. Fucked yeah. Me up. Yeah. And then, like, seeing Goku's, like, emotion, like, I started to get, like, really, like, hyped up about that. Like, holy shit, like, his best friend just got killed in front of his face. And now he's, like, attaining this new power. Like, that, like, that hype. And I, like, so when Tanjiro's, like, his sister's taken from him or, like, someone's trying to literally take his sister from him, he's, like, absolutely not. Like, get the fuck absolutely out of here. Like, I'm not going to let you take my only, like, this is, this is all I have left. This is all I have left. And you're going to try to take it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah beautiful scene. Beautiful, beautiful scene, beautiful, beautiful episode. Scene. The music is amazing. Song of Kamado Tanjiro. Um, if you haven't heard it, look it up on YouTube. Uh, but I'm sure if you've, you know, if you're even listening to this episode, you definitely have actually seen yeah. it Slayer up to this point. You know that. And just go watch it again because yeah, just, just go it. watch it again. Yeah. It's worth it. Yep. It's it's L'Oreal. It's fucking worth it. So mm -hmm. let's uh let's go back to something we were talking about earlier. So Tanjiro ran into the main villain, Muzan, pretty yeah. early on. And one of my favorite tropes in anime, and I, always, I talk about this a lot with my friends, but I love it when the main character or the protagonist runs into um, the main villain too early or like a really powerful character that they have no business fighting against early. An example of that is like in Bleach, uh, Ichigo and Renji, they run into Aizen like pretty early 
Um, it's after Ichigo gets his Bankai, though, so he thinks he's like hot shit. And Aizen is like, with one finger, Aizen literally like stops Ichigo's sword and breaks it with one finger. Yo, that part. <laughs> <laughs> I think he cuts his music off, too. That's what I was about to say. My favorite part about that scene is first of all, I hate Ichigo's theme. It's like, if you want to see some, some action, action. <laughs> gotta be the center of oh, attraction. Oh, it's so it's bad. Fucking, it's, it's so bad. awful. Cringe. But anyway, whenever that damn song came on, Ichigo was about to fuck some shit up. It was yep. over, right? Yeah, when that song came on, he definitely was about to do something. And that song came on, and he was in Bankai, and he was like, oh, I'm going to like stop Aizen or whatever. And Aizen literally, with one finger, just like pressed on his sword and broke it. And like he Stop also broke all that shit. He also broke Renji's sword too. Like I think he like like literally like ripped it apart or something. Like he like Renji's sword like got ripped up or whatever. And uh and, it just uh, showed you the that the music stopped. The music stopped. The music stopped. It got <laughs> ruined. And it, I just love when it happens. Same thing in like um Hunter Hunter when Gone and Killer were with Kite and they run into one of the Royal Guards, uh Pito. And it's like they're nowhere near her power level. Like they're nowhere near kite's po- they're nowhere near kite's power level. Because Kite is out there killing officers and shit. Like he kills a whole bunch of uh the Chimera ants that are like really powerful. Like, he just kills a bunch of them. And they run into a royal guard for the first time. And you realize there's no chance that they could beat her. Or it's not even close. It's not even close. Like Kite ends up dying to this damn Royal Guard Chimera Ant. Um and so they they just don't they don't stand the chance. And that concept of like running into a villain is too powerful. Same thing in Naruto, like Sasuke, Naruto, and everybody. They run into Orochimaru in the forest. Yep. And the forest of death, it was called, right? Yeah, the forest that of death. Like, Orochimaru just so happens to be there. And like Sasuke tries to like fight him. Like he's like, he's so afraid of Orochimaru that he has to stab himself to like get yeah. his body to move because literally the the fear of dying is so overwhelming like Orochimaru is like his murderous intent is that bad to the point where Sasuke was frozen with fear he had to stab himself so that pain overwrites the fear so that he could even move his body that's how that's how powerful this like one legendary Sanin right you have no business fighting a Sanin you're like a Chunin um, no, you're, he was a Genin. He's not even a Chunin. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a Genin. Yeah, he's a Genin running into a Sanin. Like it's just like the power. The power gap is so large. You have no business fighting against something like that. Even Kakashi, a couple of scenes earlier, Kakashi ran into Orochimaru, and like Kakashi literally said to himself, "I don't know what I was thinking. Like if I tried to fight Orochimaru, I would have died." Like he charged up <laughs> Chidori or whatever, and Orochimaru was like smiling at Kakashi, like. Kakashi just accepts, like, if I tried to fight him, I would 100% die. Like, there's no chance. So, like, Kakashi's a Joni. Like, he's very powerful. But running into somebody, like, a villain like that super early can be just the end of the character. And you know the stakes are high. So, seeing Tanjiro run into Muzan was, like, really scary. Yeah. Running. And then the way it was set up, too. Like, he had just no business. They they were just, like, out there, man. Like, they were just in the middle of a street. Like, the way it had, it was... Yeah, like he got a he smelled them right. Like that's what I think he got a whiff. I think I think so. Yeah, he said there's like this overwhelming because he was just like chilling on a bench, and then he just got this overwhelming demon smell, and he like ran to it. He was like that smells familiar, but it also smells extremely evil, basically. And he ran to it, and it just so happened to be the fucking main villain of the entire series, or at least right now. And um, yeah, I'm gonna assume the whole series. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But you never know what plot twist may be waiting. Yeah, yeah. But like we can we can safely assume that Muzan like he is the main villain like he, yep. um, so yeah the, the concept of running into 
a villain or someone really powerful early on. It's just like so cool in anime. I love it when that's done. Uh, usually the main character or characters get bodied and you get to see how far the power gap is. Like, oh, yeah. you actually just stand no chance whatsoever. You need a lot more training. You like may Zoro ne- Mihawk. Meet Zoro Mihawk. Like you, you, there's a chance you may never get as strong as this villain. Like you may actually go the entire series and never surpass this power. Like that, that actually could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, man. That, that was season one. Season one had some dope ass stuff. I really hope as a side note, I hope season two, I haven't looked into it. I'm assuming it is. I'm, I'm hoping season two is still done by the same studio. Um, yeah. I hope so too. I can't imagine them switching the animation or anything. One thing that let me down with one punch man was uh, season one. I, I think everybody really liked season one, but season two, although I, I, I still liked it, it was done by a different studio and the animation just wasn't on par. Yeah. Yeah. Season one definitely had way better animation. No question. Like no question, but I, I, I feel like Demon Slayer is so popular and it became so mainstream that I, yeah. I really don't imagine them dropping the ball. Cause one punch man isn't, I don't think so. Big. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I don't see. think so. And, and we got the movie, we got the season one and then yeah. the movie same studio. So I'm assuming season two, I'm sh- I could just look it up, but I'm assuming season two, same studio. And I'm assuming we're on a good track. So. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the next thing is, is that Demon Slayer has. It's another anime trope is, is Hashira. It's like these super powerful versions of the main protagonist. They're like the legendary Sanin or the captains or the Shichi Bukai. They're like your typical, we're the, we're the future for the main character. We're the bar. Yeah. Like we're where the bar is at. And this is what he's trying to work towards. Obviously, it should take him a very long time to get there, uh, yeah. which is why I'm actually glad that they didn't let Tanjiro kill a lower moon. Um, yes. He ends up getting yeah, saved yeah. by his, the, like his, his basically the first Hashiro he runs into, Giyu. He comes out of nowhere. And it's cool is him and Giyu have the same style. Yeah, they both use water breathing. So it's like a blatant, like you can see, you couldn't even cut this, this lower moon's neck if you wanted to. And you had to use a buff from your sister's demon powers to even have a chance. You still failed. And then Giyu comes and literally does one slash. Yep. Total concentration, dead calm. One slash. And cuts Rui's head off for real. Like, literally exterminates the guy. Like, l- like there's no question about it. There's none of this, like, oh, I decapitated my own head. Like, no. He kills this lower moon with one slash. So that tells you a couple of things, because now you see, like, holy shit, the main character struggled a lot. But it also tells you that the Hashiras are, like, really powerful because i thought that it was going to be a fight like i thought that they were going to go back and forth no, it wasn't it was nothing it, it was, was it, a fucking joke <laughs> in fact in fact it was so bad that at one point Rui did like his ultimate attack like he he like did a kamehameha ball thing of like blood strings and shot it at it was huge and he like shot it at giyu and giyu just like stood there and like it just it just disintegrated like it just, yeah it was not even close it just disintegrated <laughs> and Rui, Rui was like what the fuck like that was like he was like he even said like that was like my strongest strength like those are my strongest strengths, and nothing happened. He's like he barely even moved. So the, it just shows you the gap in power because if Tandro got hit by that same attack, he would have been literally eviscerated. Yeah, he it would have been a wrap. So yeah, that's cool because the Hashira because you the first one you get introduced to is Gyu, and he's water just like Tandro. They both yeah. have water breathing, and then they show you a couple more. Uh, they show you the girl I forgot her name, the poison girl. Oh yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, let me see. Let me let me figure out what her name is. Yeah, her blade's interesting too. As he fi- remembers her name, looks it up. Her blade's interesting. It's got um, and so as we were saying, like instead of the colored blades, like yellow, green, or red, or black, or whatever, 
Um, her blade is like empty. So it's like she's got the back end of the blade, right? That like the structure of the sword, so to speak. Yeah. But where the blade would be, there's nothing there. Like where the actual sharp Shinobu, part of the Shinobu. sword. Yeah, Shinobu. Where the actual sharp part of the sword would be on her sword. It's just like empty. Her sword is kind of like a keyblade. It kind of looks like a keyblade. Like yeah, it has like a hook yeah. To it's it. like a skinny. It's like a skinny keyblade. And yeah. apparently, it can't. Like she cannot decapitate demons, as far as we know. Like that's how they, that's how they present her to us. Um, she can't decapitate demons, but her her blade has poison in it, and the poison, the wisteria poison, it's the wisteria is from a wisteria plant that like is poisonous to demons. It kind of wards off demons in this world, and uh, her her blade is like infused with that so when she slices demons they get inflicted with the poison and it kills them even though she yeah. can't decapitate them so she's a hashira and it's kind of interesting because she's a hot like normally demon slayers they have to decapitate like that is like how you kill demons you cut the head off the demon dies you cut anything else the demon can actually um regenerate so it's really interesting that uh like you have one hashira so far that literally cannot uh, decapitate demons but she's still strong enough to be considered a hashira even though hashira is yeah they're not all they're not equal they're definitely not equal like you can tell that giyu is stronger than her like you can just tell yeah giyu's giyu's the man yeah you can just tell that he's way stronger than like at least her like he probably some of the other ones but yeah and toward the end of the season we get to see i think we see all of them you see all of them yeah and that, yeah. that's that shit's cool i love that i, I love that whole uh <laughs> Like when you first see all the Espada at the at the table in Bleach, it's kind of like you get that same thing. Like they introduce one by one. Here are all of the Hashiras, and they're all just they all look really cool. Um, they all have different assume, like assume they all have different like breathing techniques and stuff like that. They all have different swords, and they all have different like obviously they have very different personalities. Some of them are really mean, like Sonami, the one guy who like tries to. Uh, get nezuko to act up so he can kill her <laughs> he like antagonizes yeah. nezuko and he antagonizes tanjiro like he's just an asshole like he's just an asshole whereas somebody everyone's just like calm about it they're like you know if this is what the master says then we have to let it go but he's like no i'm going to show you like this fucking demon needs to be eradicated like every other demon tanjiro committed a crime like he should be punished and everything like he's just like really forcing the issue even though everyone else is not everyone, everyone else is kind of like, like Giyu's vouching for him like yo it's it's fine like she's actually like i i i'm vouching that she's actually fine but he's like no she'll 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 attack me look at also this. hold on not even vouch that she's fine they have like a written they basically signed a contract that if Nezuko ever harms a human Tanjiro Giyu and the their master will all kill themselves yes you remember that wild. yeah, yeah actually, like, there's like a letter where they say like that's if, wild. if she if she hurts a human like all three of them a hashira her brother and the master that trained both of them will kill themselves wow that's like insane. they stake they all are staking their absolute life on it so. yeah so like it's a big deal that uh she never does that which she's been really good at so far i don't really foresee that happening and she's been also going out of her way to protect them, uh, which is which is amazing because she she actually provides like something in the show. Like she's she's actually good in combat. She's actually pretty scary in combat. She fought when he fought the demons with the arrow and the balls. Um, yeah. Nezuko like she like was strong as shit. Yeah, 
I like when she goes to like kick the one ball and her fucking leg gets kicked. Her leg gets blown off. And then yeah. like, pretty sure she grows her leg back and tries to fucking kick it again. Like, yeah, she just doesn't care. Like she's and then at some point she actually does like kick it. Like she's yeah. she just gets like stronger. Like she blatantly, um, even though she doesn't consume blood, she's somehow like a really, really strong demon. And people are usually like shocked by it. Like they're usually yeah. taken aback by like, oh shit. She's really cool. I do like Nezuko, even though. Her character is fairly like simple. Like there's not much character. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't speak. She so. doesn't ever say anything. Yeah. It's all just like reading her emotions. But her her personality thus far has been fairly straightforward. Like she's just she's cute. Right. She does little funny things with her brother. She, uh, protects, she, him. she protects him and she'll she'll get angry. So like she's a fairly simple character. There's not like a ton to read into at the moment. Right. But she's an enjoyable character. Like yeah. I, I do really like her. She's cool. Um, and then you have the other the side. So, so you have the two other protagonists. You have Zenitsu, who does lightning breathing. Um, or is it called thunder breathing? I forget. Uh, it's one of the two. I think I usually say thunder, but. Okay, it's, it's probably thunder breathing. But yeah, he has like thunder breathing. And then you have the other one, Inosuke, who does uh, beast, beast breathing. breathing. Yeah. Self-taught. Yes. So we can talk about their personality. So Zenitsu is like your typical super horny weird anime character he kind of reminds me of the character from my hero academia uh manetta with the purple balls all over his head yeah he's like a bit of a pervert um he really really has the hots for tanjiro's sister yep <laughs> like when he first finds out that tanjiro is carrying around nezuku in like his his uh, little wooden box on his back he like is blown away you've been carrying around this hot thing this whole time yeah like, He's like right at her. Like he's like absolutely trying to like win her affection and like be really nice to her. Uh, but normally he's a coward. Normally. Uh, under Let normal me, circumstances, I, he literally is a coward. Go ahead. All right. I, I'll take this opportunity to bring up my disdain for this character. <laughs> I, um, love, I love Zenitsu. <laughs> I let so so here's one of my we've mostly been praising Demon Slayer. One of my things that I kind of don't like about it is. Zenitsu and Inosuke, they both have some things that I do like. And at, over time, they're growing on me a little bit more. Yeah. But in general, they fucking annoy me. Um, I don't like Inosuke, so I'll let you, but I'll let you go ahead. But for, for Zenitsu, for example, something that frustrates me about him, first of all, he just is always bitching. Like yeah. He's just always bitching. He's and an extreme coward. He will not fight like absurd coward. And that's fine. You guys know one of my favorite anime is one piece one of my favorite characters is usopp who's a super coward but the thing is in usopp's case he's an absolute coward and that cowardice gets him in situations where like he runs away from his friends for a moment or whatever but then he like turns around and like even really early on like he fights characters he has no business fighting and uses his wits to get around it but we know usopp like he's not strong right. but and he has to like really like try and he gets fucked up in the process of like trying to be there for his friends. The thing about Zenitsu is like he's also a super coward. And like there's a point where they're in like this house that's controlled by this demon. And like there's a point where legitimately he's like he's going to just like let a 10 year old protect him. He's I'm assuming right. 16 or whatever. But there's a point where he's such a little bitch where he's hiding behind a 10 year old and there's all this other shit. But here's the like the rub for me is that. As much of a coward as he is, I know that he's broken. Yes. And he that, randomly like, has this sleeping. He has like a thing where when he's unconscious or like kind of unconscious, 
he can tap into this power where he just decapitates demons in a flash. He's broke. Like, absolutely outrageous. Like, I don't even know if Tanjiro can do anything. Like, Zenitsu's, when he activates, I'll call it, like, it's actually, sc- I don't think Tanjiro's not anything that's on a level of, like, outside of, I don't think so either. Outside of sun breathing, there's nothing on the level of that shit that Zenitsu does when he's mad, like, or when he's yeah. unconscious. Like, it's it's actually when he absurd. falls asleep, he's unfair. And that's the thing, so, I don't know, maybe I'm, but overall, like, he's always bitching and crying and complaining, and that just annoys me. But then it's also, the character becomes less believable for me because I know that he's broken. I understand that he doesn't know that he's broken. Right. But, it's like he doesn't understand because he's But it's just, like, frustrating to me because I'm like, God damn. Like, you're and, like, you're hoping little... that at some point that maybe he'll, like, acknowledge that he is this strong-ass swordsman. I want him to grow. Also, here's the other thing that's weird to me. I guess, like, he's not, he's not tapped into it, but they show... They show early on throughout the series that Tanjiro has an, an absurdly strong sense of smell, right? Um, they they kind of show that Inosuke has a very strong sense of hearing. Yeah. He's able to hear even when he's sleeping. There's parts where he's sleeping normally and he's able to hear. And, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I feel like if when he's sleeping and unconscious, he turns into Superman, like, why doesn't he know he's... Su- like, why doesn't he hear it? I don't know. Right. But... Because they show that he can hear even when he's sleeping, but that's that's a side note. The other um, thing, when he you mentioned when he first sees Nezuko and he's all horny and shit, oh, right? he he loses that it. moment though. Before that is amazing. That's one of his best moments where, even though he's a coward, he's defending the box because this is when they first meet Inosuke. Inosuke can tell there's a demon in the box and is trying to kill her. Yeah, and he's defending the box <laughs> and he gets all fucked up. And I really I like that moment. I was like. I, I looked at it as like Zenitsu's like growing. There's like some growth right. here. But then I feel like after that scene, we didn't really get that again. He kind of just went back to being scared of everything. Yeah. Like, he like it didn't take that as a moment like, to like grow more. Yeah. And I mean it's still pretty early. It um, is, it is. I, I have hopes for him. I like him as a character because I think he's funny as hell. Like I actually he does I, have some funny moments. But. I find myself actually laughing out loud when I'm watching <laughs> Demon Slayer because of how ridiculous he is. Like he's That's fucking funny. he's annoying. Like I will find like yeah. in real life. I would hate him. He would be very like, he's an annoying person, but something about his whiny ass Japanese voice and yeah, just yeah. like the way he like speaks. And then when he gets all like, Oh, but I love Nezuko. Like it just, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, he's just funny to me. Like I can't deal. He's with got, him. he's got some funny overall. He frustrates me, but like yeah. he, he's grown on me a little bit, but yeah. overall he frustrates me. So then there's a, uh, Inosuke who's like, you know, he comes out of nowhere. He's a bit more polished, I would say, than Zenitsu because he's aware of how strong he is, even though he suffers from delusions of grandeur a bit. Like, he thinks he he's does. stronger than he actually is. Like, he thinks, in his head, he might think he's Hashira level. Um, Until he met the Hashira, because he, he showed him what's up. Yeah, he yeah. showed him what's up. <laughs> but he thinks that he's, like, Hashira level, basically. Like, in his head, he's like a, has a very inflated ego he really believes that he's outrageously strong and he really puts himself in a competition with tanjiro from the start yeah like he he kind of he kind of has this complex where like he always has to feel like i'm better than you i can do this better than you i can kill more demons than you i can do it faster than you i can jump higher than you like everything about him is like he's and tanjiro kind of just disregards it like he does not (laughs) give a shit about he doesn't no skates like little uh competition with himself because that's honestly who's, who he's in competition with. Tanjiro is not even paying him any mind. Like, but he constantly is in competition with the main character, and we have that a lot in, in, in shonen animes. You have like Naruto, Sasuke. You have Goku, Vegeta. That whole thing. But, like Vegeta is always trying to be like, "Oh, I'm stronger than you, Kakarot." And Goku is just kind of like, 
in a way he just kind of like ignores it almost yeah, he's, he's kind of He's kind of like, yeah, like whatever. Like, I, I'm not even going to show you I have enough reform. Like, I, I'm, I can turn up. Like, I can turn up a bit more. Than, <laughs> I can turn up. Like, I can turn up. I'm just not going to. Like, I don't have to prove it to you because I already know. Like, I'm actually just stronger than you, dog. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that you've shown us that, like, gives me the, the reason to believe that you're stronger than me. So, Tanjiro just kind of kind of carries it like that. Like, I just ignore you. But Inosuke wears, like, this boar head thing. Um, has two blades. So, I kind of like that about him. But Yeah, Inosuke's. Anosuke's once again like Zenitsu. He's they both grown on me a little bit. They're kind of cool. Like there's parts about them I kind of like, but they're very um, exaggerated characters. They're though. so exaggerated. They're like and, they're the extreme versions of the trope that they are. Like one is like the yeah, coward, yeah, the yeah, coward who's like super horny, and then the other one is like the the competitive spirit, uh, super macho. Like you know, like they're they're like so exaggerated. That they're like caricatures. Like they're not even real. Yeah. Like, they're not believable characters at all. Like you said, it's kind of That's hard to the, believe. Yeah, I just want them to have, I want their character arcs to really, and I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But I just really want their character arcs to mean something. And I want the yeah. things that happen to them to mean something. Because like yeah, I said, like more development, yeah. The moment where he protected Nezuko, and he didn't even know what was in the box. Like, he right. wasn't horny yet. He, yeah, he yeah. didn't know Nezuko. He just knew that Tanjiro, like, protected that box with his life and it meant more to him. And so, right. like, he protected that box. And that moment I thought was really, really great for him. But I feel like going forward, there wasn't much growth for his character that was informed by that moment. And instead, he just like was now horny and like would protect <laughs> Nezuko because he's horny. Like, yes. like, that was kind of it. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the side characters. They're, they're pretty they're, they are interesting and they're entertaining. Yeah. Um, they don't have too much depth just yet, but um, that's just kind just of the nature. Season of, one. I'm, season I'm assuming one, yeah. season two and going forward, they'll get more. Yeah. So how do you feel about... uh? Like Demon Slayer compared to other anime that, you know, are all about swords like Bleach, uh, Samurai Champloo, Roroni Kenshin. I think it's cool. One thing I like, um, I mean, in general, like a lot of anime have swords, right? Like Japan swords, yep. their history. Yeah. Uh, and this anime seems so, to focus heavily on like swords are like the main thing because that's yeah. how you kill. And they're all, it's cool. I, I like they don't ever call each other sam they're not samurai but like no. they're samurai they're pretty yeah. they're using they're <laughs> using as americans would say a samurai sword right um but no it's cool like kenshin shampoo bleach i would say uh it's most comparable to i guess bleach because it's yeah. like swords with magic powers yeah, yeah yeah they have like like the swords kind of have abilities too. like yeah. well not the sword but like the, the person wielding the sword has like abilities like the water breathing when you see it it looks really cool. The animation, like the water. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like that it looks like this traditional Japanese art water. Like yes, the way the water it, looks. So beautiful. It's so tight looking. Someone said something to me that I never really went to verify. Um, but I want to know what your thoughts on this. Like they said that when they're doing like water breathing and shit like that, it's not actually happening. There's not actually water anywhere. Like they're not... Tandro and Giyu are not actually creating water when you see the slashes with all the water. It's actually just like for the purpose of just the art, like just the art for, for our viewing pleasure. Mm. It's it's not actually water. And I don't remember if there's like, do we actually see water at any point come out from these blades? Like, do we actually see like the ground is wet after they like kill a demon or something like that? Is there, I, I don't you, know for recall? sure, but I think... Let us I know what you guys that, think. I think like, that it's real. The reason why I think that it's real is because I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the sun breathe. The sun breathe. Like I feel like that was actually fire. Like 
Because yeah. he doesn't, when he does it, he, okay. So when he does it, he, I think it's real. And he, this is why I think it's real. Because when when Tanjiro does the sun breathe, he doesn't know it's called sun breathing. We don't right. find that out to the movie or whatever. When he does that technique, he thinks he's doing fire breathing. Yes. Why would he think he's doing fire breathing unless he saw fire? Like if he was just moving his sword and the fire was there as an aesthetic for the viewer, right. he was just moving his sword, then there would be no reason, because he didn't know the name of it. There'd be no reason for him to think he was doing a fire technique unless there was fire there. So right. I think I think the elements are real because otherwise there is no reason why he would think he was doing fire breathing. Yeah, like I have to go back and I, I need to rewatch it. I've only watched Demon Slayer once, but I want to go back and see like if there's evidence of maybe the lightning breathing actually having like actual you know thunder effects on the ground and stuff like that, or like the water breathing leaving any kind of water at any point. Yeah. And uh, if the if the sun breathing or fire breathing actually leaves fire anywhere, I just don't. I can't remember even even in Mugen Train, which we can we can go into that. We can go into that now too. But um, when you see the flame hosher doing his thing on the train, like I don't remember if there's actually like fire. Like it didn't. At least it didn't spread to the seats or anything like that. I don't think. Yeah, because I think it's controlled. Like he's got yeah, yeah. He, over it. He's very. I mean, he's a hosher, right? So he's insane. Let's 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 go into Mugen Train now. Let's let's. Right. We might as well get into it. So Mugen Train came out like uh, over a month ago now. I feel like it's been out. Um, it's got to be even more than that now. Yeah, it's yeah. been a couple months, and that I mean, movie so like oh man. I um, got a quick. I got a story about that movie. Oh, go ahead. This this is why. I think for a long time, I've been a nerd. I've been in anime. And for a long time, like there's so many times where I've seen something and I know that like living in America, there's so many people that like make fun of it, call it a cartoon or whatever, or like don't respect it. Won't give it the time of day because it's not like real. It's not like a real story or real medium or whatever. And like, for example, Cowboy Bebop, I've said for a long, like if Cowboy Bebop was just an HBO show, everybody would love it. Like it'd be super nut written. My point that I'm getting to is that when I saw Mugen Train, it, it was another evidence that kind of proved to me how fucking good it is and how good anime as a medium is for storytelling. So I went to go see Mugen Train with my younger brother, who's uh, like 10, two of his friends and my mom. So we all go. My mom had zero. She doesn't watch that. She has no one. She doesn't watch TV. really. <laughs> so she's sitting there. Her full plan was just sleep in the theater. Like that was her plan was to yeah. sleep in the theater. The kids were going to watch it, have fun. Um there's a lot that happens in Mugen Train we can talk talk about, but she's watching it, and there's parts where she's legitimate. Her favorite character is Anosuke. Like, there's parts where she was literally laughing. She used to call him, uh, what was she calling him? She was calling him, like, Boar Wolf. Like, she didn't know his name. She, she was, like, like Boar Wolf or whatever. But she was, like, laugh. She legitimately laughed at Anosuke a bunch, like, thought he was funny. Didn't fully understand the everything was going on. She yeah, like the concept series. of what Demon Slayer is about. Anything. She's just here to take the kids. Yeah, and like, but she legitimately ended up watching the movie and then spoilers it. for the end of the movie. Just I'm going to skip real quick just for the point of the story. But there's a point in the movie where Ren Goku thinks about his mom and there's a flashback. My mom fucking cried at that scene, like <laughs> legitimately cried watching it. And now you could argue like, well, she's a mom and she has kids. But but that's my point. My point is like, these stories are still stories. It's like yeah. they're anime, they're cartoons, whatever, but like they're still writing and stories in them. They still make people feel emotions. Like she, as a person who's never, she didn't see season one. She doesn't watch anime. She doesn't give a, she doesn't care about it. She cried watching that scene. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like pretty she insane she cried watching it. it. So like, if like it was just never a cartoon, seen any of Demon Slayer at all, watched a Demon Slayer movie and cried like that. Yeah. Like that tells me like whether or not you like Demon Slayer, or whatever, like 
there's real there's like real heart that goes into telling these stories and yeah. I, I just it's well i do think that like they do a good job at conveying emotion because i have not teared up from an anime and i don't even know the last time the last anime that made me like really um tear up but but seeing episode 19 like again like that really got to me and yeah you know there's parts of the movie for me the end of the movie made me tear up before a, a different scene which we'll talk about um but i definitely i definitely get that like the, it, it kind of just translates to people that the way the way the story is told um it, it allows anyone to really get into it almost immediately it's very yeah. simple it's a simple it's not hard to follow it's not super pretentious and it's no, not, it's not it's not super detailed either so you have to like keep it in that realm of this isn't the most well thought out well planned anime of all time right like demon slayer story is not unique in any kind of way it's a lot of cliches but yeah. it's it's good at what it does and it's very entertaining like it is yeah, definitely not i agree the like you know what i mean like it's not the like best. it's not going to be it's not at least right now maybe as fucking seasons go on some wild shit happens but right. as of right now it's probably not even in my top 10 yeah like it's not but it's not the i still deepest. really 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 like it. exactly it's not the deepest shonen i've ever seen like i said it, it's very cliche but i do enjoy it because one the animation is amazing the fights are amazing the characters are funny they're entertaining um the villains are actually just fucking scary like i love a good villain if the villain doesn't like instill fear in me when i see them like if i don't feel like that there's stakes and like there's real stakes like the main characters could actually die or like yeah. someone could someone important could actually die because this guy's on screen if i don't feel that way then i kind of just don't believe in the villains and I, it just kind of makes it hard to um connect to yeah. the story but yeah, you gotta train. feel you gotta feel like people can die. Like I don't think like Zenitsu and Osuke, Tanjiro. Like I don't think any of them are, are going to die. Yeah, the series. Yeah, but you gotta feel like they could die. Yes, there should be some legitimate fear that like one of these characters could just actually get killed. And later on, it's very possible that that could be a thing. Like right now, obviously, no one we don't expect any of the main three characters to die. But like this is a pretty dark fucking story. It started yeah. off with this guy's entire family getting killed minus one person. So it it's there's a chance. Um, but the Demon Slayer movie is basically about the lower moon that Muzan actually allowed to live. So he killed all of them. Like the remaining lower moons that were after Rui, he killed every single one and left. He gave one of them his blood to make him stronger. And he told him to like, look, you need to, you know, one, kill a boy with the Hane Fude earrings, which that's like the command for everybody. But also to like go and kill a Hashira. Like it's yeah. it's embarrassing that you guys have not been able to fucking kill a Hashira. Like none of the lower moon have ever killed a Hashira, and they've all been killed by Hashira. Right. And the all of the upper moons, I believe, have killed at least one Hashira. Right. In their in their hundreds of years. Yeah. So he's on it. Like so, he takes control of this train that they're they're on. Tanjiro wants to learn about uh. The sun breathing. So he goes to the flame hosher who happens to be on this train and he asks him, like, you know, can you tell me about sun breathing? And basically the flame hosher tells him, I actually don't know anything about that. Like, in all honesty, what I do and what your father did are two very different things. Um, so like there's he really doesn't get much help from this hosher in the way of improving on that technique or like you know, figuring mm -hmm. out how that technique works or where it comes from. Like he, the flame master tells him like, yeah, we, you, me, me and your dad do two different things. Yeah. Cause I think, I think at the time he still thinks it's called fire breathing. Yep. And he asked him like, is this fire breathing? And I think he says like, 
I do flame breathing. I think they make like a distinction. Yeah, there's a there's a big distinction between the type of breathing that the flame hasher does and what Tanjiro specifically wants to learn about, which is yeah, Hinokami Hinokami Kagura. Um, um, yeah, and dude, okay, so fucking Rengoku, right? That's the guy. That's the Hashiro. That's the flame Hashiro. Yes. He when they when the movie starts, it's funny. I remember going back to my mom. My mom said when he gets introduced, he's just like big, wide eyed, and he's like, "Yes, like whatever he's doing." I forget he's what he's really saying. Really weird. Yeah, he says yes to everything. Su- he's like super weird when he gets introduced. I remember my mom saying like, like after seeing him, and then like something else happened. She was like under her breath. She was like, "This is psychopathic." Like she. Was, <laughs> she was, <laughs> She was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like his personality is bizarre as fuck. But uh they, they introduce him like super weird and funny, and then like a lot of crazy shit happens. And he, I don't know, throughout the course of the movie, he is he is the shit. Yeah, like, like the second, so immediately the movie, the movie uh kicks off as soon as they get attacked by demons, which happens really early. Yeah, uh, some demons attack the people on the train and the flame Hashira just steps in and starts his nonsense and he starts fucking offing these demons so Locking quick yeah i mean it's just like he gives them all like one slash super crazy fire it looks really really well animated and he just like he doesn't struggle at all he's also super fast um so he oh, like fast ain't though dude there's a part where like he's like i'm gonna go like, to this section of the they're train like talking about how to deal with a demon he shows up dispatches them and then he's like yeah i just went through four other cars i gave them the plan like yeah he's, he's like nuts. i've been i've been through the train like it's all good he's nuts like he literally can travel through the cars of the train like at crazy speeds um he's extremely powerful He's in no, there's no fear of like anything bad happening to him. These demons are all too weak. But then you're wondering about the lower moon, who like is actually the main antagonist on this train. Come to find out, uh, this lower moon is actually fused with the train. And he like had a plan to put everybody on the train asleep. And he was going to kill them that way because he he's he's kind of like a coward in a way. Like he didn't want to fight the Hashira. He figured, like, okay, I can kill this guy. But I don't have to fight this guy. I can just let him go to sleep and I can kill him, you know, and I can get an easy kill. So he puts everybody to sleep, which actually works, uh, which I was surprised about that the the Hashira was susceptible to that sleep yeah. spell. But it does work. And the only reason that everyone gets out of it is because uh, Nezuko kind of helps. Tanjiro breaks out of it because he's a psycho. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, important thing to know, even though the sleep spell worked, something that's cool is that like, even though he was in the spell and put to sleep, while asleep, he grips up the girl. There's like yes. one of the girls that are trying to like kill him or whatever. Yeah. And he like grips her up and starts choking her. And then like, he's too. still asleep, but he makes it so that like nobody can harm him. Basically harm him. Yeah. He's uh, choking the shit out of this girl. It's actually like, okay. Yeah. And then Tanjiro gets, they're, they're all in a dream. And then the point of the dream is that people like these people that working for the lower moon sneak into the dream and are like trying to destroy their soul or whatever. Yeah. Some shit. And they, we, we see all of their dreams, but we mostly, mostly, bleh, mostly focus on Tanjiro's dream. And it's like him with his family and everything. And yeah. Oh, it's so sad too. It's pretty sad. And then Tanjiro's dream up, is so sad. Cause he wants that family back and he can't believe that they're alive again. And he's having yeah. such a good time with them. And he feels like, cause at the moment in the dream, he's not a demon slayer. It's like nothing ever, ha- ever changed. Right. But then there's glimpses that break through. Like 
he's like, where's Nezuko? And they're like, oh, she's out in the mountain. She's like in the daytime. And they're like, yeah, in the daytime. Why? And he was like, uh, I don't. So like he doesn't. He has a reaction that Nezuko shouldn't be out in the daytime, but then yeah. he's like, I don't know why I had that reaction. And yeah, he's slowly he, realizing that he, something it's is like off. starting to crack through. Yeah. And it's and then, sad too, because it gets to a point where he realizes this isn't real. You guys yeah. are actually gone, and I have to let you go. Yes. And that losing his family twice is emotional as fuck. So that was actually really sad. And um, then not and then the way he breaks out of it, he ends up. Like he's talking to his dad, like he sees his dad in the dream. And so basically the way he wakes up all is he, he, there's really no, he kills himself like yeah. in the dream. He takes the sword to his neck and he cuts through his neck. And like the idea is like that pain or what, like that's that what shocks him like, awake. Yeah. It wakes him um, up. And that leads into an amazing moment. And one of the no <laughs> best moments uh, as well is going forward when, when they actually straight up fight the lower moon, the lo- he has like these eyes or whatever, and that like puts every you to time sleep he- immediately, yeah, just immediately puts you to sleep. If so you make Tandro contact with these eyes, like falling asleep and then immediately waking up, and what they show is that he's mur- he's committing suicide. Over yeah, he's a psycho. O- he just straight up over. killing himself. He and like he's falls just going asleep at it and just wakes up from killing himself. And it's like, yeah. Oh, and then oh. the guy's like, "How? Like, how the fuck is this happening? Like, how does he keep waking up?" And he keeps doing it. And there's a part where he changes the dream to make uh, his family like really hateful. And then he wakes up and he's like, don't you fucking ever put those words in my yeah, family. Tanjiro is really big on family. Like, I think that's he's one of like, his defining don't characteristics. Don't you fucking ever. Yeah, I, I like that about him. And then uh, a cool thing is Inosuke never gets put to sleep after, again. Like, because he has the mask on and also, like, he's got really sharp instincts. He ends up never falling asleep. He dodges the gaze of the eyes yeah. every single time. Yep. And it gets to the end where Tanjiro's at the bottom and he's about to cut his head. For, he thinks he's asleep and he's not asleep. He thinks he the spells on him and he's about to cut his head off. And Inosuke's like stops him and he's like, You're still awake. And it just like has a moment where it's like, I don't know, it's just like really I knew that shit was coming moment. too. When I was watching the movie and he kept killing himself, I said, he's gonna make a dream that seems like it's just where they are right now, currently. Like the dream is not yeah. gonna actually be with his family. The dream is gonna be you're on this train, but it's actually like not at all that like yeah. you know what i mean like you make the dream yeah, yeah, like, yeah what reality is so that way you can't tell the difference and i was like he's gonna try to get him to kill himself and it actually happened i was like oh yeah okay. really like he really almost killed himself for yeah real. that was like, that was really good and then uh so they end up essentially they end up like overcoming this lower moon and killing him yeah like they 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 actually finish him on their own right like they don't even uh, flame yeah, yep. doesn't he doesn't with, uh, get involved they teamwork kill they kill yeah. that lower moon yeah they kill lower moon with the teamwork um, which was good, which was good. And then after, so after that, the train is like really wrecked after everything that's happened because the demon has it, like it was actually fused with the train. So it like morphed it and made it like go really fast and all this other shit. And basically when a demon gets killed, um, the train, they have to like stop it because it's like going crazy and they want to save all the passengers and everything. So they like come to a stop and they want to like, you know, help everybody who's been injured, like get everybody to safety, that type of thing. Like, you know, make sure there's no other demons around. Do what demon slayers are pretty much supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Just clean up and shit. And uh, here's what a real part. Of this is movie. one of the coolest parts of the movie. Like, so yeah. real quick before we I when I'm watching this, I'm like a little confused because I'm like, is the movie over? Like, because they beat like what is the main purpose of the, the villain? Movie, the main like, purpose the, of the it's villain, called they, Mugen Train and they beat the train. Yeah, like they clear 
the goal of the movie, right? And so I'm watching it and I'm super interested and I'm like, how, like, what's going to happen next? Cause like, is the movie done? And then go ahead. Like they move in. Yeah. So I, because of how cliche Demon Slayer is, I felt like something bad was going to happen. Um, I, I also was kind of like aware of the time that had passed. I was like, the movie's not over yet. Like it's been like, only, yeah, it's only that's what like I'm saying. That's I was a little confused. I was like, there's no way the movie's over yet. Like, yeah. Like it just so, started. So what's when the train came to a stop, I kept thinking to myself, like, what's the worst thing that could happen right here? And as I was having that thought, I didn't get a chance to like really fully like think about like what's the, cause it just happened. A fucking <laughs> upper moon appears. Yeah, baby. I think it's and upper moon three. It is. Or it whatever. Is he has the, cause they have, so in their it, eyes, they have the number that they are tattooed, I think. Yeah. And so, like, literally, this fucking upper moon, number three. So he's in the top half of the uppers. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's six of them. He's in the top half. So he's, you know, from the gate, you just know, like, oh, shit. This motherfucker is clean. This is about to be bad. <laughs> and I, I was like, I like, I got a hint. I was like, okay, I know where this is about to go. Rengoku's going to fight this guy, obviously. Yep. And it's probably not going to go the way we want it to go. Because you can just feel... There's been a lot of backstory on Goku about how the disappointment of his family, like the disappointment that he, he, his family had for him and stuff like that, how he was trying to like live up to certain standards that he couldn't do. Um, and him becoming a demon slayer was like not exactly ideal. So you get all this backstory about him in this movie. And you know what happens in anime when you get too much backstory. Mm. So I'm watching. So I'm watching this, this upper moon appear and he's he looks psychopathic. He actually, to me looks very similar to Sanami, the uh, Hashira, who's like crazy in the face. Um, he's the wind Hashira, I believe. He looks kind of like him. Like he has that craze in his eyes. Like this, like, yeah. you could just tell it like violence or whatever. Like there's something that pleases him about violence. Yeah, and, he he loves combat. Like he's a straight martial artist. Yep. He wants to convert Rengoku to a demon. So his whole point, that like the reason why he really came is like I want to recruit you as like one of the you know maybe upper moons I guess because Rengoku is really powerful I can't imagine him being anything less than yeah. upper moon but and he's, he's like, saying like you're so powerful like like this is the flaw of humans like you're going to die he was yeah, like, like you're, you're he was like why let all old. this power go to waste like you're going to get old and die become a demon live for hundreds of years like see how far you can bring your power you know yeah. what I mean? and Rengoku's like absolutely not i'm a fucking demon slayer i'm not trying to hear any of this like he his resolve is unwavering he is not hearing any of it and they start fighting and yeah. they start fighting and it is fucking epic it's animated beautifully they're moving at lightning speed tanjiro is watching he tanjiro also because he exerted himself like he can't even move yeah um, he's exhausted he's super exhausted did he do the fight did he do the sun breathing in this movie I don't remember. I don't remember if he did or not. But he's like, for whatever reason, Tanjiro's like super exhausted. Like he can't even fight. And uh, so he has to watch. And and like I think no, I I think he got injured. Didn't he get stabbed in the gut? He did get fucked up. Like the 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 lower moon definitely like inflicted some wounds on him. Like it wasn't like he just like straight up killed the lower moon with no repercussions. Like he definitely suffered some, but for whatever reason, he cannot fight. So he's he's forced to just watch Rengoku fight against um this upper moon level three and they're going at it. I mean, Rengoku's pulling all kinds of crazy fire moves, all types of crazy fire breathing. And he's like, he cut this, he cut the upper moon's uh, arm off like really early in the fight. And 
What's scary is that the upper moment just kind of like smirks, jumps back, and then regrows his arm immediately. Yeah, no, no time delay. It's just like his back. Yeah, like he just immediately regrows his arm, which in Demon Slayer, the demons can regenerate, but it takes time usually. Um, we've seen demons regenerate, and it took them like a while before they actually regenerated their limbs. But this this guy, when I say it was immediate, it was like instantaneous. His arm was cut off, and he just was like, oh, that's not a problem. And he just forces a new arm out. It's fucking lightning speed. It was crazy. So like, <laughs> you already know this is bad. And he's like smiling too. Like the, the thing that scared me about this guy is that he's literally smiling. Well, he, he was loving every moment of the fight. He was having nothing. But he was like, wow, you're really powerful. Like I've never fought. I think he said, I never fought a flame hosher. Like you're the first flame hosher I ever came across. Like, yep. he was like very intrigued by him, wanted to convert him. He, and so as they're fighting, he inflicts a wound on Rengoku and he tells him like, look at this. You are weak because you don't heal like I do. Like demons can just heal. Like that wound I just inflicted on you is nothing. Like, but to you, you have like, I broke your ribs, I crushed your lungs, I pierced your like, you know, like I pierced your abdomen. Like you're you you will die from these wounds eventually. But demons, we don't have this problem. So he tries to explain to him, like, you can train with me every day, we can live forever. Um we could do what we want. We're at the top of the food chain, basically. Like he just he tries to really sell it to Rengoku. And Rengoku again resolve unwavering, but he's really trying to sell it to him that like being a demon is just way better than being a human. Yeah. And Rengoku keeps his humanity, thinks about his mom, and like he wants to um something important. Like one of the things that keeps Rengoku's resolve is like he thinks back on his mom, and his mom tells him because like Rengoku is str- I think even from a child he was strong, but yeah, like he was. his dad didn't want him to be a, a didn't want him to be a demon slayer or and stuff. And um, there was like some tension there, and he just really wanted to make his dad proud and happy and become really strong. But then also his mom, his mom like asked him like, "Why are you strong?" or like, "What's the point in being strong?" And stuff. Right. And he didn't know the answer. And his mom, his mom tells him like, "The reason why you're strong, like the re- like the strong like." protect the weak like essentially i don't remember the exact quote but basically like don't be a bully you don't ever use your power to hold it over other people like use yeah. your power to protect people to help people and like she her his mom like teaches him the, like what like the beauty of humanity is and the beauty of power and that's kind of like that's part of the resolve in rengoku is that like yeah he's strong yeah he's powerful he's got all these things but like becoming a demon and doing what he, that this demon wants is not like what power means to him and like right. what his mom kind of like imbued into him and it, yeah. it's it's a heartwarming moment. It's really good. Um, so I mean, they're fighting and going back and forth, and every every crazy ass wound that he inflicts on the demon, the guy just heals it like almost immediately. It's nothing to him. He almost never gets really like in any kind of danger. And then it gets to a point where you can tell Rengoku's losing the fight because he's he just has so many wounds that are they're pretty yeah, fucking he's serious. He's he's hurt bad. Even the demon is telling him like, listen, if if you don't stop and choose to be converted, you're going to die. Like I'm going to kill you. At one point, I think he sticks his whole arm through Rengoku and he's like, if I pull it out, if I pull my arm out, you are going to die. Like, do you understand that? Like, do you understand that right That's now? That's the end of the decision. fight. Yeah. He's like, this is the decision you have to make. And Rengoku, even still facing death, he does like a final technique. It's like a final explosion type of thing. Like he just ignites and just goes crazy fire, crazy town nonsense. Um, and I thought like, you know, maybe this is going to be like a moment where he 
he does some kind of crazy fire move that burns him up, but also kills the upper moon too, right? Like I was, I was yeah, expecting yeah. like that cliche, like we're going out together in flames. Like I thought that he yeah, was gonna, yeah, like, yeah. I thought that he was going to like fire up so much that like he literally engulfed the upper moon and killed him with him. Like they died yep. together. They both turned to ashes. But uh, just like Demon Slayer sometimes surprises you, uh, the upper moon just completely survives everything that yeah. Goku does. And the only thing that like kind of stops this guy from going on a further rampage and like killing everybody there, like Tanjiro and every all of all the humans, is that the sun starts to come out. And at yeah. this time, and I didn't go ahead. Well, this is when the the cool thing about this is like they've been fighting, they've been rumbling, right? Yeah, they've been going, and then yeah, like Rengoku has sustained a ton of injuries, but now like the upper moon, he's at, I'm pretty sure at this point he's got his arm through Rengoku's chest, yes, and he's sitting there, but then. Rengoku's still not giving up, not giving it, and he's like holding him, and he's got him locked the fuck down. And that, that's when the sun starts coming up, and the guy like needs to retreat because he's a demon. He's going to die in the sunlight, and Rengoku's just like holding him and like not letting him. Yeah, go. he's like, I'm going to hold like on he, until the sun comes up, and you will yeah, die. You will die. And Rengoku's like accepting, like I'm going to die too, but like I'm going to kill at least you, and I'm going to protect everybody on this train because that's what he was like. That's that's his thing. Like I'm everybody's going to be protected. There will be no casualties. There was zero deaths. There was zero fucking deaths. Yes. Like, so nobody got injured on the train. I, a couple of things to take from this upper moon appearing out of nowhere and like killing a Hashura. So, one, you really get to see that the upper moons are the real deal, right? Like, this is your first introduction. They're the real deal. They, one of them killed a Hashura. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, he didn't really struggle with Rengoku. Like, <laughs> if we're being completely honest, I tell people all the time when I talk about this movie, he really wasn't trying to straight up kill Rengoku from the gate. I, yeah, yeah. Like to me, he was doing the thing that's much harder, which is I'm trying to not kill you. I'm trying yeah, to. He was rumbling and he wanted to recruit him. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to straight up kill you because let's put it this way, guys. We know that demons have this blood demon art nonsense, which is like an extra power. He didn't use that. Like he didn't really. No, do, he like, didn't. He, he did. He did one of his arts. I forget what it was called. It was yeah, called but it like, wasn't. It wasn't his blood demon art though. Yeah, I don't think thing. it was. He was no. doing like some cool like punch moves and stuff like that, some martial arts shit. But at no point did he say like blood demon art. So that's bad. Yeah, because that means that he beat him without like essentially releasing his sword and bleach. Like he basically didn't use his resurrection or whatever, um, which is scary because Rengoku really did turn up on him. Like he did everything he could and nothing worked. Uh, and it came down to just like I'm going to wait for the sun now. So that's that's a bad sign uh, to me because that explains why the upper moons have not changed in hundreds of years. It also was a little shocking to me that the sun does affect the upper moons the same way as the other demons. I don't know why, but I kind of just was wondering if maybe upper moons don't have that issue. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes in do. vampire flicks and vampire shows, they'll have that thing where like, oh, well, this vampire is so powerful that like the sun doesn't actually kill them. Yeah, like Edward is stronger than Dracula. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> little Twilight, little Twilight moment. Because the Twilight vampires are unaffected by the fucking sun. They only shine. They just glitter. Yep. So, yeah, like I, I was wondering if maybe, because, you know, at this point, we're still world building um, in Demon Slayer. Like, we don't know a lot of the way the physics and things work in this world. Yeah, yeah. We're still trying to figure it out. So like when I saw the upper moon, I was like, I wonder if the sun even affects him. But then when, when the sun started to come up, he was fucking he was terrified. Outie. He was terrified. Like everything about him changed. All of the playful, 
I just want to fight and get stronger with you. I want to recruit you. All that went out the door. He was like, let me fucking go. Like, let me go yeah. right now. Like he started cursing and going crazy. Um, and then Tanjiro has a great moment where he's like, you're a fucking coward. He was like, he's like, you keep talking about how demons are so fucking strong. Like, we yeah. always fight you on your fucking turf. Yeah. Like we're always that. fighting you on your fucking turf. I, bitch. Like, Go ahead. Run, bitch. Go ahead. I, go ahead. Run. So that, so like, I actually, I didn't tear up from Rengoku dying. Um, but I did get emotional when the upper moon ran and Tanjiro chased after him and threw his sword into the forest to try to like kill him or whatever. Yeah. And said like, come back here and fight me. Even though Tanjiro really couldn't fight it. That guy did turn around and just said, I'm going to just snap your neck. Cause you're talking too much. There was nothing Tanjiro could do. Yeah. But the fact that he's in that moment, he's so pissed. I felt his emotion. Like you get back here, you fucking cower. Like, I don't know. Something about that was super emotional. It was, emotional a, it was too. a great moment. It was a great it was. moment. I I kind of just want to watch the movie again tonight, just to like, I, I I love that that ending. See that the last thirty minutes of that movie are so good. It so really good. is, and because there's a moment it's before Ren Goku dies where uh, Tanjiro wants to help, and Ren Goku's like, "You can't." He's like, "You're gonna die." He was like, "Um, if you die, then like." Like I fail my mission. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. You can't like, let me fail. Basically. Yeah. Like everybody has to live where I fail. He's like, yep. cause I, he protected every single person on that train. He's like, yeah. you have to live. That's nuts. Um, so nuts. But so the, yeah. The upper it, moon it, gets away. They also flash at some point in the movie. They flashed the upper, upper moons. Like they show silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. They, sh- they, um, Oh yeah. 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 They show the other, I, I thought you were saying something else. So, um, but yeah, they do that. But also after, Rengoku dies. There's like the crow, right? The crow goes and tells all the Hashira. I thought that's yeah. what you were about to say. Yeah, yeah. That's all the Hashira too. Uh, react. All the Hashira react to their death, and then also, um, the movie starts. We didn't mention this guy really at all, but the movie starts with the blind guy, the leader of the Demon Slayer Corps, I believe. Right. He has like this fucking purple, fucking fucked up face thing, and it, he he's blind. The movie starts with him, and it, and it, it ends with him, and he's like, you know, one of my children died or something like that. Um, I can't yeah, wait to find out his deal. Me too, because I feel like him and Muzan are connected in some weird way. Yeah. Um, but we don't know much about him. He keeps talking about his time is almost up, right? Like, doesn't he allude yeah. to his death, like his mortality? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. dying soon. Yeah, it like, sounds he's like dying he's, he's dying soon. And uh, so I'm in, I'm actually interested in that. Like, he's definitely an interesting character. We don't know much about him, but he all the Hashiras they bow to him. Like when he yeah. When sodomy was going off in the, in the, the later episodes of the anime, um, when the leader came out, everybody kind of like prostrated themselves. Like they kind of just got like really silent and just like obedient. So there's something about that guy that uh, just calls for reverence. And I, I kind of like that, that, mis- that yeah, mystery. He's... But he doesn't look strong. He He's blind. And he needs these two girls to like walk kind of, it seems like. Yeah, he's always kinda, walking around. They're like helping him walk they're around. They're kind of guiding him. So he doesn't seem like theoretically strong in any particular way, but for whatever reason, they revere him. So Yeah, we know he's going to be OD just because like... Yeah, like he's going to have something. Or at the very least, he used to be OD. There's yeah, going to be a flashback. We're going to get something. We're, we're going to get more info. On yeah, but it does it does start in with him and it also ends with the Hashiras all receiving the news that uh, the Flame Hashira has died, which they all take it differently. Yeah. And I kind of like the different responses, like like the the love Hashira. She just kind of like really sad, but then like Gia was just like, hmm. <laughs> like that's literally- the one kid, the one kid with the blank eyes. Like, yeah, remember? Yeah, he's just like, I don't remember his reaction. I'm assuming it was just blank, but like he's just 
He's interesting just because he's blank. Like he's just yeah. got a blank. The one face. that stares at the clouds. You talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. We know he's, he's cool. going to be broken. Yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. be fucking broken. Like Looks he's. Yeah, he's going to be insane. The Hashras all have very different responses. One of them is like can't be, like you know, like yeah, all, yeah. Like, one like, of them like can't believe it. Like there's no fucking way. I think it's the snake one. He's like really shocked. Like this, no fucking way, right? Like, um, but yeah, Mugen Train is great. I recommend that you definitely uh, watch it if you haven't. Um, the anime won a bunch of awards in 2021. Uh, they won. I, I wanted to talk talk about the awards. This is something I want to bring up. I want to hear okay. your opinion on this. Go ahead. So they won uh, Japan Academy Prize for Animation of the Year, uh, Japan Academy Prize for Popularity, and Japan Academy Prize for Outstanding Achievement in Music, all of which, like, you can easily understand why Demon Slayer won best animation and, and like outstanding achievement in music. Those, the anime does such a good job con, uh, conveying emotion through music and also just visuals. Like the fucking visuals are beautiful. Now it won all these things in Japan, correct? Yes. All right. So here's something and spoiler, this frustrates me. This is something that frustrates me. Um, so like I, I told a little story about how we went, I saw the movie and my mom who doesn't watch anime, never saw Demon Slayer. Like the movie affected her um, as well. Like it, it was a, a well done film. So here's like something I just read this on the Wikipedia earlier. It says, despite its premiere, this is something I didn't know, despite its premiere, where it became the first major R rated animation release in the US since 2016 Sausage Party. So it's kind of funny. I didn't even realize that it was an R rated film in the US. Right, um, randomly. So, and it's this is the first R-rated animation in the US since the that movie Sausage Party in 2016. Okay. So despite its premiere being an R-rated animation film, the film receives highly positive uh for its music, characters, and action sequences were praised. Uh, though the opening sequence and production quality from the studio film's standards drew polarized response, it broke numerous box office records and was submitted in the best. Uh, animated feature film category for the 93rd Academy Awards. However, it was not nominated. The fact that it was not even nominated kind of annoys me. Yeah, that, that does. That's just, I don't really trust the Academy Awards, honestly. I don't they're, either. I've given, like, I for a long time bullshit. thought they were bullshit. But it's one of those things where it's like, this movie, I think, has done so much. Everybody talked about it. It did super, during COVID, like, sure, it was the, the back end of COVID, but right. still during COVID, it did it did extremely well in the box office. It did. And there's a lot it of was the biggest, it's the biggest right movie now. in Japan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it, it was one of the biggest movies in America like yeah. for this year. Yeah. And there's a lot of people crying, like, oh, like COVID's ruining the box office. Like there's a bunch of movies that didn't do as well as people wanted them to do in the box office. Yep. Whereas this movie crushed it. And it's frustrating that once again, I know the Academy Awards are bullshit, but it's it's just frustrating how like it's just another piece of evidence how like they don't want to like give the like they don't want to move the needle like this this deserved to be nominated yeah least. this definitely did um i mean your mom cried and she doesn't know what fucking thing about demon slayer i just feel like yeah you know, like come on like that 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 counts for something that counts for something yeah it definitely does like uh but yeah i mean demon slayer is amazing and that's why we yeah. wanted to definitely do a whole episode just talking huh. about Imagine you go into a movie with your plan is to sleep. Your plan and going to the movie is like whatever. My fucking boyfriend, girlfriend, sister, brother, kid is going to watch this dumbass movie. You I'm going to take a nap. And yep. instead, you watch it, enjoy some of the characters, and you're in tears. And crying. You're Come fucking on, in full man. on tears. Come on. 
you plan to get good sleep, and instead you got a good cry. Puddles. It turned her into fucking puddles. Puddles. So yeah, I mean that's that's a uh, that's Demon Slayer. It's it's really good. I can't wait for season two. What do you think? The, where do you think the story's going? Like um, so now we have a Hashira. A Hashira has been killed. Uh, been Tanjiro killed. saw an upper moon. Um, I think there's going to be, especially because a Hashira has been killed. There's going to be some movement of the Hashira. Like I think the either all of them or like some. I think we're going to get some sort of like forward momentum now with the Hashira. Like yeah. I think there there's going to be something going forward with them. Um, I don't know. Like this could be one of those moments where like they get called together and like they create like a task force to like yeah they because they just were they just were together recently and i feel like they might need to be called together again like whenever one of them dies maybe that's like a thing also i think it's interesting because tanjiro's sword is gone yeah he's got to get his sword and he just lost his sword not that long ago because it broke so he's got to either go get his sword back or something yeah i'm I'm wondering how that's going to play out like you you know it's a big deal your sword is a big deal in uh demon slayer world so i'm interested to see what happens with his sword uh i'm sure he his his tanjo's main issue that he had with himself was that he wasn't strong enough to protect anybody really like he didn't feel like he felt like if he was stronger he could do more and so i'm wondering if this is about to start a new training arc where he's like i have to get fucking stronger i have to master yeah maybe he starts like doing hinokami kagura um, or even mastering uh because we we didn't i don't even think we mentioned it but there was another training arc right before the movie yeah. where he trains with um, Shinobu. Yeah, where they're uh, constantly doing deep breathing at all times. Yeah, constantly like training. Times. That's another thing to go back. That's some. That's another moment that frustrated me about Zenitsu and, and Inosuke. Like, they got despondent really quick and gave up on the training like super early. And I was like, yeah. come on, guys, like, what are you doing? Like, they just gave up on the training super early. Like, But then like, they Zenitsu- just like randomly were like, oh, we actually went through yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Which was uh, yeah. It was just kind of like a like a little like oh insert like oh they actually they're actually powerful they, too. Yeah, I think eventually they got like inspired and tried again or something. But yeah, because but they did know, have they a training. Arc. There was cute girls there, and, and uh, but yeah, I think maybe they'll go back and like fully master some of that or train more. But I, I do think there's going to be some forward momentum. I th- it's one of those things where I, I think we're going to get. I definitely think there's going to be some movement with the Hashira. Either there's going to be like a collect, like they, they get called back together. It might be like, but spoilers from like, go back to my hair academia. Like I remember when Bakugo got captured in like season two or whatever, Bakugo got captured. I remember at first thinking like, this is going to be like a whole thing. There's going to be a whole, like the Bakugo retrieval arc. Yeah. She was like next episode. They got his ass back. Like they collected the fucking heroes and they were like, go get them. Like, yeah. It took no time they, at all. Like they were like, absolutely not. We're not letting one of our children, especially a child. Imagine you send your kid to a school and he gets fucking abducted. Like they were yeah. like, no. they were like, like no. it was quick. So, so I exactly wonder if we'll get done. something like that where it's like, they all the Hashiro come together and like hunt down one of the upper moon or something. I don't know. But yeah, they need to do something because I just the idea of the upper moon is not ever perishing or losing or whatever is just kind of scary to me. I just don't know what yeah. to think about that. Um, I do have an interesting thought. The character Shinobu, the Hashira, the, the mm-hmm. poison Hashira, something about her seems like she wants to die. I mean, I don't think yeah. that's, a, that's not even a hot take, really. Her sister died, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, then she's, like, really, like... Um, somber all the time. She, like, fakes her emotions, kind of. Like, she yeah. acts chipper, but she's not... Like, I think Tanjiro realized it, right? He was like, yeah. I, I feel an intense anger in you. Yeah. Like, he can smell it or whatever. She, 
if I remember correctly, she like absolutely as chipper and and go lucky as she is, she hates demons. Like yeah. when we see her in the arc with the spider demon, there's a part where she's like, that "Hey, like, is like, psycho. do you want to be my friend?" She's like, "You can be a good demon. Like, we can be friends." And she blah blah blah. And then she like murders them. Crazy. Yes. The way she was talking to that demon was so scary. She was like, "We're going to be friends. You're going yeah, to like, atone just- for what you did." I'm going to slash you and torture you for every single human that you killed. Then yeah, she's like, don't lie to lie. me. How many humans have you killed? And she was and like, she's like you're lying. Like, yeah, like she's, uh, she's very sadistic in the way she handles demons. She also doesn't fear them at all. Like she was just like on top of this demon, just, you know, casually, like I'm going to fucking slash you and hurt you and cut that pretty face of yours up until yeah. you've atoned. And then, and then, and only then can we be friends. Like, yep. Yep. Like, tone and then the demon was friends. like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? It's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I, she's. I think she's, she's gonna really die though. I think that there's gonna be. A, I don't know why I have this in my head because I'm such a like. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like visualize things that I expect to happen. I have this scene in my head where she's gonna go against one of the uh, upper moons, maybe, and she's gonna go to uh, cut them or whatever. But you know, she can't decapitate as we already know. And that's obviously going to like be really, really bad against the upper yeah. moon. But then she's going to poison the upper moon and think that like they're dead and it's not going to work and they're going to surprise and attack and kill, kill her. And then yeah, kill her. I can see that happening. I can see her coming across an upper moon and that wisteria poison literally just not fucking working at all. Like the upper moon is just like that. Like that is absolutely a joke to me. Like, but he, they might pretend like it worked. You know that whole thing. They might fall down and yeah. get covered in purple, and you think like, oh shit, she actually killed the upper moon. And then she turns her back and the fucking upper moon puts its arm through her chest or something and like absolutely kills her. And she I, seems like she wants to die. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got more deaths in the Hashira ranks. Oh, I think that Demon Slayer is going into a very dark place. Like the anime is it's the, the anime is very dark. It's people die. Um, yeah. humans get killed a lot in this in this whole thing, and also uh seeing a hashira get killed is a big deal because they're they're supposed to be the strongest of they are the strongest of the demon slayers yeah so. they are simple like there's not as far as we know and I, I don't think there's any secret like they are there's not a tier above them it's them and then their captain that's it's it. them and yeah. then the boss yep so yeah the 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 future is looking pretty grim uh and I, I don't really know how they like correct this situation or fix the situation. Do they do they have to replace the flame hosher? Does there have to be a hosher for every element? Like we don't really know these things, and I'm interested to see how this works. I don't think this is just. I don't think there has to be a hosher for every element. I, I don't. There's not a thunder one, so I, I don't think. Okay, true, true, true. Yeah. Because uh, when they showed us all, I think they briefly tell us what all of them do. They do mist, like love stone. Yeah, uh, so flame, water, yeah. So yeah, um, there just needs to be. I'm assuming there needs to be. I'm gonna count them. how many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine of them, I think. So I'm guessing for whatever reason, there just needs to be nine of them. Um, okay, like that's the number. Yeah, uh, but they don't necessarily have to do any particular breathing. It could be anything as long as you're strong. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if they have to like if the next thing is like we have to replace that Hashira. Like what has to happen, but. Um, yeah, that's. I think the first thing, or at least I hope, I hope they don't drag it out too long because uh, Rengoku gave a hint to Tanjiro saying that like his father had like these scrolls or whatever. 
And so he was saying something about Tanjiro going to see Ren, Ren Goku's dad. Yep. Because uh, yeah, his he dad did had like something. these scrolls. Yeah, he got something. He didn't like obviously he didn't get any progression on the the sun breathing at all, but he did get like go talk to this person. He's getting a wild goose chase. The typical anime. Yeah. You, you travel to this guy and 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 hopes that he could help you, and then he can't, but he can tell you someone who can, and that guy can't, and then yeah, you, you keep going. So I'm I am hoping that we get something there. Uh, that. He goes, uh, I'm hoping, basically what I'm saying is I hope it doesn't take too long for that thread to get pulled on. Right. Um, and maybe he gets to meet Rengoku's little brother, uh, which would yeah. be cool. Yeah, that would but, be cool. Um, There's another but yeah, I'm hoping that thread gets pulled on soon uh, for the next season. I hope I don't have to wait too long for that. Same. There's another thing I want to talk about, too. Uh, so... And this this will be the last. This, like we'll wrap up after this, but not all demons are actually bad in Demon Slayer. Um, and it's it, it's yeah. not just Nezuko. It just it just it just struck me that in the middle of the show they encountered a woman demon, and she had like an understudy, and they were good. Like yeah, they were genuinely good and were and actually working on a cure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't yeah. remember why she became good. Because I think she's been a demon for a very long time. She she's been a demon for like a couple hundred years, I think, as well. And she doesn't and eat humans either. Like she kind of. Yes, she does not eat humans and she has an understudy. And the understudy was a regular demon that would kill things. And she like curbed that for him. Right. And like then part he, of. He's good, too. He's very protective of her. But yes. they don't they don't kill living humans. Like they won't just go out and see a human alive and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, and I don't remember if they go into what changed for her, how she was able to change, but it creates um, it creates a goal. This is something we haven't touched on at all. It does create a new goal for Tanjiro because yeah. he wants to cure Nezuko, and she's like, "You have to get the purest like demon blood you can." She yep. was, basically, you got to get um, lower and upper moon blood. Yeah, because so, their blood is the closest to Muzan. So he I goes around. Blood. He goes around when he kills demons. He like takes their blood. Yeah. And uh, like as they're dying and fading away, because they take a little bit to like dis- dissipate, and so he goes around like getting the blood of all these demons and storing it, and it's a big deal because he's really trying to find a cure. And she told him like, if you collect, you know, different different blood, like maybe I can use it for my research and figure out a cure, because she genuinely wants to cure. But she's a demon, and so is an understudy, and it's really cool because it tells you that like. Nezuko isn't special in the sense that she's a, a demon that won't kill people. It it's just Nezuko's to me at this point she's special because she won't talk, and every <laughs> every other demon talks a lot. I think Nezuko. I think the one time she spoke, I it was feel when she did her blood art. I was about to say that. Like I feel like it's when she did her blood art. Like I think that she says the yeah, you art. Hear her, yeah, she says like Bakugatsu. Yeah, like you hear. I don't, okay. You that's what she says. Oh, is that really that, a, yeah? Bakahatsu is explosion. Okay, Japanese. okay. All right. But yeah, she she like literally speaks, I think, for that one moment. I don't know if she actually speaks or if that was just like some anime only shit. But as far as I know, that's the only time that Nezuko speaks as a demon. So yeah. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it's interesting. If um so we kind of just broad overview went over all of Demon Slayer today. We just kind of like chatted about everything and like little yeah. aspects that we liked. Movie, that said, like that. um, if anybody wants us to, and I'm sure we just will anyway, for any of the topics we ever talk about, 
if there's something that you specifically want us to analyze and like really dig into, just like, let us know. I want to, yeah. cause we I want to dig anything. in. Cause like, like, yeah, we went over a whole overview, but I also really like, and me and Fraser have done this a bunch of times just in the past, like sitting around a fucking table at two in the morning, eating pizza where we'll just like dig into and analyze like, Oh, a certain topic or a certain ideal of a anime or a movie. Or yes. Whatever. Like so, go very, very detailed into just one topic of a show. Yeah. So we're, we're just kind of, I guess this is like our introduction to doing demon slayer, but I'm sure we'll come back to it and like yeah, really dive I mean, into other season things. two will come out as well. And we'll probably be doing maybe like a little discussion about the latest episodes of the animes as they air. Like we're going to do an episode yeah. where we talk about like the new upcoming anime season and uh when demon slayer is airing in season two we'll definitely start speaking about it again because i'm sure that shit is going to be hype uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty pumped to see where it goes like i said demon slayer i like a lot it's not at the moment it wouldn't i wouldn't put it in my top 10 anime of all time like i know some people put it as their number one they put it in their top 10 and all i like it a lot same. i know some people get it like if you say it's not in your top 10 they're like you don't like it it's like no i mean i just I like a lot of anime, dogs. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> yeah, you've watched a ton, so <laughs> understandable. But if you guys uh, want to say anything to us, if you want us to read anything aloud on the show, if you have any questions, uh, please send them to IamNerdPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and as long as it's appropriate, uh, not offensive, we will actually read it on the show and discuss it. So if you have a topic that you want to talk about. And I mean, you guys can, like, even if we've talked about it already, like this is a Demon Slayer episode, but if you guys have something you want to say about demon slayer or something that you thought was interesting, or you want us to talk about, please yeah. send it to us and we will actually bring it up in the following episode. We can go back to it. I, in the time that me and freight, I've known Frazier before we were in the one piece. I got in the one piece in 2012. I want to say I yeah. met Frazier in 2010. The point is though, since both of us have gotten in the one piece, I can't tell you how many times we sat around a table and talked about it. So yes. like, we're going to end, you know, Demon Slayer and Bleach and Naruto. We probably have a conversation like at least three times a year about how fucking good Naruto was and how bad it got. Yes. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of our episodes that's coming up is definitely going to be a Naruto episode because um, how could you not talk about such a huge influential anime, right? Like it's Naruto is one of the biggest, especially in the West. Naruto is huge. Um, like it's it's really mainstream in, in, in North America, and so we're Naruto definitely going like to talk about the it. Second DBZ, it was it honestly that's kind of how I feel about it. A lot of so whereas I grew up like you and I grew up on DBZ, a lot of people grew up on Naruto. Like Naruto is what they yep. saw when they were like seven years old, and they grew up with the show. And I kind of grew up on Dragon Ball Z and all that like tsunami stuff. And I'll never forget, man. I knew people that like they may or may not have done some things. Is all I'll say. But they'll have like a Bruce Lee poster, a Goku poster, and a Sasuke poster. Yep. Like, and they would just love like Rod for fucking Sasuke or Naruto, or whatever. Like, they were all about that shit. It's like, what the fuck? Yep. So the most Naruto, people, Naruto, Naruto and DBZ, huge. It, it changed the game, man. It Definitely game. huge. So we're gonna talk about Naruto real soon. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think at IamNerdPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, so long, Gay Bowser. So long. Gay bells. <laughs> <laughs>